Blog Talk Radio. And I just don't give a damn. This is what I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. This is who I am. Man, I don't give a damn. This is what I am. And I just don't give a damn. Take me as I am. My G still pumping. Hold on the culture, you know that my doja culture game over, soldier. I'm coolin'. Be on the sofa. Niggas is posers and I'm the sculpture. Don't mean it as soldier, but fuck the vultures. I feel them the dopeness and proper dosage. I crank up the focus to get it. You five are the listening live. Well, do it right. Of course, that is, unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday, February 21st, 2018. I am your host, Travis Bryant. And with me, per usual, co-hosting his ass off, uh, is our good pal, uh, Cameron Hawkins. Cam, what's happening? Hey, man, what's going on? I am doing well, sir. I am doing well. How are you? Yeah, good. Uh, things are things are good here. <clears throat> um, yeah, uh, you had... Uh, Really well received uh, a show last no two nights ago for Raw uh, with uh, Wade on his post show. Uh, you want to go ahead and give a quick plug ski before we uh, get into things here? Yeah, might not might not look out like that again. Um, on even though it was a go home show, like I, I'm glad I got the uh, I got the call on that one because it's one of the more memorable Raws in recent history that we get to talk about. But yeah. Um, Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show, which you can find on the uh, PW Torch site. Wade Keller and I, I guess it was kind of whittled down to like a half hour, but we talked about all the goings on in Monday Night Raw, from the matches to the promos, um, took a few emails, and also got to talk to our good buddy Brian Alston uh, on, uh, on site there. The show was so good, somebody stole it and put it on YouTube, and I had to talk him in and put my name on it. So... <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. Like, if you're going to steal my work, at least give me some credit. Yeah. I wasn't wasn't ready for him to say that. Like, okay, what is your name? I was like, oh, okay. So we kind of wrote that out. But, yeah. Yeah, he didn't want no smoke. Like, you know what? You're right. Yeah, let's just just be cool about it. But, yeah, um, fun show all around. Again, got to talk about a Raw that I don't know if it signals a change, but was definitely different than what we're used to seeing. So, yeah, Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show, which you can find on the PW Torch site. Um, yeah, check it out. I think it was a good show all around. I um, had a good time doing it. Um, and then, you know, you guys watched SmackDown last night. Um, Rich was actually on uh, with Wade uh, for SmackDown. So, yeah, check both of those out. Yes, uh, it's a nice three-day, three you know, three-piece combo. You know, jab, jab, East Coast cast coming through with the, with the hook or the uppercut or something. Strong. Rhythm section, man. Rhythm section is showing out. <laughs> the fucking rhythm section. Oh, that was brilliant. Um, I'm still mad that Bruce had to put me on to what that what that means. I'm mad about it. I was mad that night. The guy on. with the the bass, the bass and the, and the drum. That those two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm, <laughs> the bass, the drum. Um. Yeah, so let me go ahead and give out all the pertinence. If you want to call in and get in on some of this East Coast Cast action, hit us up on the Constellation lines. Uh, give us a call at 
Uh, once again, that's 347-202-0103. If you can't call us, you can always shoot us an email anytime during uh, the week, anytime during the show. The mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. So hit us up on the email tip at eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. Show at gmail.com. We've got uh, a couple of non-VIPers. Looks like we got maybe all non-VIPers. Well, one that can go both ways. Uh, we got two from Jabron, because I missed uh, his from last week, so we'll get to, to those in a bit. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. You can find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. And uh, you can find my personal Twitter, at TravLord. And you can find Cam, at Seahawk. That's C-E-E, Hawk. And uh, and the last bastion of a good adage is Facebook. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PWTorch, East Coast Cast. Uh, like the page, share it on your timeline, tag your wrestling pals in it, get them into the program uh, shouts out to uh, Brian Third and uh, uh, apparently returning fraud as Jeff Abba. So, I, that's, like, all that tells me is, oh, so you like, are how did you ever like in 2018 on this page, Jeff? But, you know, like, okay, you bike, you bike. All right, Jeff bike. So, great. <laughs> I wonder what the story is behind that, if there is one. So, anyway. Again, find us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, email, call us, all kinds of ways. Uh, so, yeah, Cam, uh, headlines, uh, poll results. Hey. Where are we starting? What we got? Um, so, I mean, in a in a shocking twist, even though, because our poll went up, I think all our polls went up Monday morning, Monday afternoon. Um, but <clears throat> to get out the original uh kind of big key point I'm going to sit on for a second because I think definitely the, uh, you know, the headline has to be Monday Night Raw. Um, not just in our immediate like, appreciation of Monday Night Raw, but also, you know, the ratings going up for Monday Night Raw. Um, oh, nice. Basically, the first two hours, the first two-thirds of Monday Night Raw was a gauntlet match between all the participants of the elim- the men's elimination chamber. And, yeah. I mean, I don't know, just uh, don't let me steal it because I'll talk about the whole thing. Like, that's the highlight. So where do you, where do you want to dive in as far as, as far as that, this Monday Night Raw, maybe more specifically that match went? Well, I'm not, I'm, I'm surprised that there was a, I'm, I'm not surprised that there was a ratings increase. I'm surprised that there was a ratings increase on a show that was so well received and so well wrestled. Uh-huh. For it to happen in the immediate usually, season. usually, yeah, it's like what happened last week or throughout the week. Did they did they did they announce like they announced the gauntlet match? What on social media that day? So they do that all the time. So that uh, so that's interesting. Do you have a, a number? Either a viewer, a viewership number, or a rating for all. It's so everywhere, 
but uh, let me look at the everywhere, but I didn't actually read the thing. Let me see. Um, Monday Night Raw rating. Like oh. how much did it go up from last week? You know, they had kind of settled see. into a post-Raw 25, post-Royal Rumble, you know, Let's hype. Let's go hype, straight to the place where I first saw it. Um, because... I first saw it on Wrestling Observer, so let's just read it blow for blow. Um, let's see. Raw did 3.27 million viewers. Um, the first Overall. hour was up seven. Yeah, the first hour was up 7.2 percent from the previous week. Um, let's see. The second hour went up 9.1 percent, and the show did lose 20 percent in the third hour. I guess after the match was over. Um, I don't know if there's a specific rating out just yet. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they averaged well over 3 million viewers for the entire show. I think that's uh, that's definitely a win. That's not at all guaranteed anymore. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, that's usually the number I really like, just that raw viewership number. And, you know, 3... I think you said three, three, two, three point two million. Uh, that's that's certainly yeah. That's 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 where you want to be headed when you're, you know, when WrestleMania season is like that third gear is about to kick in as far as the hype, and you know once we get past Fastlane and and then the SmackDown one. So that's yeah. that's good because there've been years where the whole WrestleMania season it's just flat, and then you get a you know, a little bit of a pop the night after, and then it's back to, you know, you don't get that whole three months of nice ratings. So, it's, uh, I guess, good to hear that they're doing decent numbers. And, again, for a show, that was so well-received because then those people will go, fuck, that was great. I got to see what happens. Uh, not not just because of what I saw on Monday, but there's a pay-per-view, and I got to see what happens after that. So, if they have another good show Next week, you know, it's just about building momentum. And to you, was it a was it a uh, tonal change? What was? I mean, there was a lot of wrestling, so that's uh-huh. that's going to put the show in a in a category yeah. uh, kind of of its own. But but the way the interviews were taking place, it was just like, holy shit! What? Why? This is great. <laughs> you yeah, know, like. My- yeah, here was my response to it when um, when I saw that the ratings went up. Let me see if I can find the exact word. What I said was there were less matches, there were longer matches, inset promos, and pitches for why the pay-per-view was important. Like, everybody was a fan of it. And to me, like, way back when Shane Douglas was talking about the sport of professional wrestling, this is how I interpreted that. Like, it was all about competition. It was about how someone stands out from the pack. It's about how people react to wins and losses when they happen. And that's what we got to see. Like, I don't know if it's it's a total change because I don't know if that's something you could sustain, but people caring about whether they win or lose and it having, like, actual momentum ramifications going forward, hopefully, like, that's something that you hope sticks. So for it to be so different from what usually happens, you do feel like totally it may be something different. It is too early to tell, but, you know, we'll have to see. 
yeah, again, I just come back to have another good show. Have another just, you know, I think the Fastlane, whatever happens at Fastlane is going to obviously really um, go into where the show goes, but just have another solid, well-received, well-wrestled show. Fastlane or Elimination Chamber? Elimination Chamber. Damn, I said Fastlane twice. Yeah, Fastlane is the the SmackDown one in March? Yeah, uh, yeah, the SmackDown one in March. That's the Fastlane. Yeah, that's Fastlane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And this is why they don't like promoting two, (coughs) excuse me, two pay-per-views at the same time for this exact reason. (laughs) Confuses the marketplace. Um, But, yeah, just have another good show next week. And have an interesting, and have people, and just want to make people want more, and see if you can build on that, you know, get to three and a half million viewers, you know, by, uh, you know, or next week instead of three point two. See if you can average three, you know, three point five. Like, just, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very curious. And again, oh, you didn't answer my question. At least not directly. Do you think it's a? Was it a total? Do you think it's the the tone that's going to like uh, get get people to come back, or is it like the wrestling and the the, the, the you know um, what happens in the ring? I think it's I, I think it's more the tone because I don't think everybody's such a discerning fan to where they're going to recognize that wrestling is different from what they usually see. But here's what I think would have to happen: it would have to be more like NXT in the sense that you're not seeing the same people every week kind of against the same people in the same matches. Like, it has to be... Like, think about everybody who wasn't on that show. You know what I mean? Like... You uh, what, Raw? Monday? Yeah, you had your six guys in the main event. You had The Bar and Titus and Apollo. And then you yeah. had the six women. Um... And you did have Oscar and Nia Jax, but not in matches, you know. So, like, just tag teams weren't on there, singles guys that weren't on there. Um, just, it just seemed like it was more of a way to highlight people without throwing everything at the wall at once. And even if you did see them, like, it was singles matches mostly the whole time. So, I think it's the tone that would bring people back because, like, everybody can't wrestle an hour every week. But if it's more yeah. focused on a few people, um, I really think that's something that would benefit because then you have to watch more often to see everybody, like to get familiarity with the stories. If there are less people doing things each week, you kind of have to tune in to see what's going on. So yeah. I mean, I mean it's a different different context, you know, as, as far as an hour a week and quarterly shows. But we haven't seen – like if somebody – Six weeks ago, told you that uh, <clears throat> there's a NXT has their own Braun Strowman, friggin' Lars Sullivan, man. He's crushing dudes, and he was in the number one contenders match, so he's at the, you know, he's near the top of the card, and he'll be facing people that's important. And you're like, oh, okay. And you start tuning in the, into NXT. Well, we haven't seen Lars on TV in three weeks. Now, now you could say, well, then that person could go, well, I didn't see the guy they were talking about, but you know it's NXT, and they're going to go, holy shit, who's this Gargano guy, and and what's the deal with 
with the with the with Zelina and um, and Almas and that kind of stuff. And you're just going to obviously looking and and coming for one thing. You're you're going to get exposed to some good stuff. You know, you're gonna you might have saw that uh, <clears throat> Alistair Black had he had an interaction a week or so ago with somebody that I thought was uh, pretty good. You know, so shit like that. Like in the meantime, you're waiting for Lars Sullivan to show up, but now <laughs> you got. Two and three and four and five other things in the three weeks that you've given it a shot, if you got that long. But well, you know what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, just have another good show, get people invested, and you make that a real good point. That yeah, the main event guys and and it was Adam Mid Carter. Where was Miz? Wasn't Miz on the show? Miz was in that match, but what was cool? Oh was, right, right. Like Miz is in the match, but right. you get to see the Strowman came. Miz. What's, yeah, you get to see what's different about Miz because he has the Miserable. Like, so that plays into how he may have some type of advantage come Elimination Chamber. But not outside, like, him having the, uh, the Miserable was still in the same context of a match you were already kind of participating in. So it wasn't jump to this thing, to this thing, to this thing. It was just a natural part of that story. I just think the way they told the story was just so good. Yo, and, and, and real quick, Dolph Ziggler, what a dumb, what an absolute idiot at the finish of that match with Kevin Owens. <laughs> like, he got exactly what, at least he got exa- what he deserved and what should have happened in that situation. He kicked in the he back of his, the head. And, and, he played his comeback. has been great, hasn't it? Stupid. I, mean, I, I hit, turn around because of a mu- somebody's music plays. Complete. I mean, just you better, that you kind of shit needs to change. Like, come on, Triple H. <laughs> like, come on. He was in the middle. He was bouncing off the ropes to go do an offensive move, <laughs> and he stopped mid, like stride. Like, oh, for fuck's sake, that was terrible. Yep. Yeah, it was. But again. He got exact, that exact thing should have happened when you do something like that. So, um, <laughs> uh, and, oh, let's, shit, we talked forever about the, you know, headlines and then uh, the pay-per-view coming up. Uh, let's get to those uh, poll results. Yeah, so the big one was, um, as, you know, Really simple. Who wins the men's elimination chamber match? Roman Reigns or the field? Um, and of course, like whenever I do this guys, it's a riff off of the sports center Tiger Woods major polls. Where they say is Tiger gonna win or is the field gonna win? People would always say Tiger. Um in this case, yeah, seventy three percent, three hundred and six votes. Seventy three percent Roman Reigns, twenty seven percent the field. And we didn't even really get like responses off that. People just feel like <laughs> Roman Reigns is going to win, or and the responses yeah. we got were, yeah, Roman's Roman's going to win. Like, exactly. Um, now we asked about the women's elimination chamber match, and funny enough, um, the winner had more votes than not more votes, but a l- larger percentage than Roman Reigns had. Four uh, percent said somebody out of Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, or Mickey James would win. Seven percent said Bailey. 15% says Sasha Banks. And I'm like, dang, Sasha Banks has had to have, like, 
a month's worth of three-star and up matches, including an hour in the Royal Rumble, just to get 15%. Um, and then 74% said Alexa Bliss. Um, yeah. And you do kind of feel like, because of the story with her and Mickey James, kind of by hook or by crook, that uh, Alexa Bliss would get some type of, uh, you know, might get the win. Now, I yeah, don't like, I, I, like Oh, go ahead. No, no, it just doesn't, nothing, she, she's the champion, she should, she's the heel champion, she should defend at WrestleMania. There's not a reason, there's no, like, you know, they're not going to put, she's not, Ronda Rousey's not in that match where you go, okay, well, they, they want Ronda Rousey to be the champion going into WrestleMania, that kind of thing. But it's just like, no, there's just no good storyline reason to take the title off her from right now. And it's all set up for her to have just the most ridiculous heel win. Uh, uh, you know, because she's got basically two. Oh, no, no, no. Nia's not in it. Nia's facing Oscar. So she just got the Mickey James. So, right. That's probably, like you said, that's why they did the whole Mickey James thing. So I don't know if it's going to come down to those two. I doubt it. Um, but at a critical juncture, she's going to stab Mickey James in the back, and it's going to work out for her, and that kind of thing. And that makes so that makes so much more sense than than taking the title off of her. And so let's say for a know, second, it, it would be like Bray Wyatt last year winning in the in yeah. that elimination chamber. That was just bullshit. Like what the fuck? It made let's the Cena win over AJ the yeah. month before at the Rumble. Even more pathetic and like groan inducing. Let's say that, let's just say for the sake of argument, because I like for things to fit, that Oscar ends up challenging Charlotte, right? Let's just say that that's the case. You could have Alexa turning on Mickey James and then some type of way Mickey James getting the number one contendership. And face an Alexa Bliss at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. In front of okay. a crowd yeah. in front of a crowd that would appreciate Mickey James, because that's the okay. crowd that comes into WrestleMania, right? But then do you have Alexa retain then or do you have Mickey No, I think you have Mickey James winning. Um, oh, my. oh okay. And let's I say I, I don't know what you do with Nia Jax in the immediate yet. But let's leave Nia Jax out for a second. I would have Sasha Banks and Bailey against Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. And I would have Sasha Banks turn on Bailey either in after match? the match or during the match. Yeah. And set Sasha up as my top Where are they? Match. Oh, New Orleans. Okay, sure. That that would be what I do with the women at that point. Uh but yeah. Like because I don't think you have them wrestle each other. I still think you turn Sasha at a big event. And then going forward, there's your what she is on Raw. Yeah, I think you draw out the, I think or not draw out, but I think the the Bailey Sasha feud once Sasha turns on her is like your spring and summer feud. That's a thing that could it's so mm-hmm. much history and material for them to work with. They could go from literally go from April to to the fall with that. Uh-huh. And nobody in October would be like, oh, another Bailey-Sasha match. I think it would be still compelling enough, uh, even by then. So, 
But can we talk about the real poll? Can we talk about the big poll? Uh, sure. Talk about big polls, Cam. Paul. Um, but I mean, typically want to talk about it. So yeah, I mean, this was the like the big, big deal story of the week. Yeah, the latest inductee in the WWE Hall of Fame, or the HAWL of Fame, as it's going to be known now. Jeff Jarrett is going into the WWE Hall of Fame. HAWL of Fame. Oh my yeah, God! Double L baby. If you had to bet, so like on like the top, the bottom three people who aren't getting into the WWE Hall of Fame, he has to be on that list. If you make that for sure, he, he might. Yes, yes, yes. Like, like once he, Randy Savage went in, you're like, oh, Jeff Jarrett is that the number one, never going to get into the Hall of Fame, right? Like he's right between uh, who is he between Chris Benoit and Ted Turner. Like, he's sandwiched between them. Like, never going in. It's not going to happen. Yeah, but this is, I mean, Jeff, I mean, this is like pure wrestling reasons. Wrestling business, but wrestling reasons. Like, yeah. Okay, so poll said, what do you think is his biggest contribution to wrestling? Because this is what I told Wade. And the fact that he, like, he no-sold it a bit, and so it kind of got to me. Like, I felt away at first, but I was like, no, that's a good joke. I don't care. I was like, if, if it's not a bunch of white guys, a bunch of old white guys sitting around who never played your game voting on it, then it's not a Hall of Fame. That's yeah. the definition of a Hall of Fame. That's what you got to have. So, you know, it's who Vince likes in the moment. So my criteria for WWE Hall of Fame did switch from do you deserve to be here to now that you're here, what do we have to rely on for us to be, justify you being there so that it's a conversation piece? Um, yeah. So 12% or 11% said his WCW main event run is his biggest contribution to wrestling. 12% said other, and they said some jokes, and some of them are funny, some of them weren't. Um, yeah. <laughs> 15% said uh, his two or three runs with WWE in the 90s, and then 62% is TNA wrestling, which is his biggest contribution, but I think you're right. If you watch the video package that they had for him on Monday, all they talked about was his Ain't I Great character and his Intercontinental title run. Even though they figured in some, uh, some clips of him from WCW, they never talked about it. And I was like, wow, that's spite. That's amazing. It's a crazy amount of spite because they didn't have to put that in there at all. They had enough video for them to not put in WCW clips of him, but they put the video in and never talked about it. And that's WWE in a nutshell. Okay, so I had I had Raw for the most part on mute uh, for the last oh, so You just saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I watched it. And I saw the video. I saw the WCW clips him with the world title, him with the him with his, you know, you know, doing that shit in WCW. But uh, yeah, so I didn't hear that they completely didn't talk about it. <laughs> they talked about the singing, the swagger, and him being one of the greatest intercontinental champions. They did not reference anything from WCW. You just saw it and wondered. And then, if you watch it back, Travis, watch. Yeah. The end of the video, and then they pan to the crowd, and somebody says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." Who the fuck is <laughs> the this? woman? 
That's crazy. Who the fuck is that? Like, yeah. One of one of my favorites, and it comes back to that damn Triple H Goldberg match in Hershey in '03 when Goldberg finally uh, and anticlimactically won the world title. There was it, it ended in like 11 minutes, and again, it was just super anticlimactic. Um, and it was a similar shot where you see you see someone right in the background go, "That's it." Like with their mouth and their body language, they were like, "So that that was it." Like, yep, that's uh, Goldberg winning the, the Triple H had that title, so you're the biggest title in the company. Mhm. That's what we got. Who the fuck is that? That's rough, man. And that's, and, you know, I mean, whatever. He's not on. He's been. He's been out of so mm-hmm. I would have been 13 or 14. Right, I so was 19. 90s, he left as soon as I came back. Yeah. He was gone. If you're born in the 90s, if you're like my brother and sister's age, you're born in 1992, and all you've yeah. watched is WWE, you don't know who that guy is. Yeah. Especially, but you got to remember, even though we can talk TNA all day on Twitter, at, at its peak, a million people watch TNA. At its peak. So... Um, up, I mean, like, I, I, I'd say a million and a half. And a half. I'd say one, you know, so, at its so, peak. So a million. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, but what I'm saying is that doesn't change what I'm saying. Like, you know, if a million people watch your show, that's uh, – and the majority were in the southeast, I guess we could say, just where they do business. That's who watches it, so – you know, people don't know that Jeff Jarrett was, you know, wrestling, especially if, if, if your end-all, be-all of wrestling is WWE, like a lot of people do. If they don't know who New Japan is right now, they definitely don't know who TNA is or was in the last couple of years. It's not the case. Right. So, right. I mean, that's, it's fair, but I, I'll be the first to say, like, some of my highlights as a wrestling fan are Jeff Jarrett busting fake guitars over people's heads. After they said he went in the Hall of Fame, oh. I watched a five-minute montage of him hitting people with guitars, and it was amazing. Damn. Why? It was great. <sighs> I love it. <laughs> like, I can't tell you, I can tell you two Jeff Jarrett, maybe three Jeff Jarrett matches that I remember. The I can tell you a fucking million of them, because I've sat Well, because you watched DNA. Like, like, I had all of them on, on tape. Ain't no watch. Yeah. I got you're judging a, me on guitar. You have a bunch of eight Fox years of TNA videos. Like <laughs> you have a bunch of uh, Blackhawks versus Penguin scrollers going on while you watch uh, Jeff Jarrett and Conan wrestle. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I remember like the Good Housekeeping match. I remember. The match after uh, Edge beat him on a house show for the IC title, I remember him and Booker T the night he laid down for Hogan, um, and I remember uh, the with the um, J E double F double M A. He was a fake MMA fighter, <laughs> and like I remember King of the Mountain matches, even though I don't remember the matches, I remember them being ridiculous. Right. I mean, Jeff Jeff's got, you know, he's got tape. There's tape on the guy. 
Somebody said uh, all I those remember matches, seeing like, in the, TNA like, from USWA, and, and I'm like, I don't all, look all the everything. I I just think about. I just see Jeff Jarrett with the same bullshit shit. Remember how people got pissed in the. The, we got four or six months. We got like six months of Jinder Mahal and the fucking Singh brothers doing that same finish on every other paper, you know, on every pay per view and every big match. For Jeff Jarrett, we got eight years of that shit. Oh, him slapping guitars on people? No, 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 no. I mean, in TNA with bullshit finishes, beating every fucking body he wrestled. Oh, yeah. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Kurt Angle, the fucking list goes on. Booker T, the people he had no business beating. Like, uh, no, Sting. Is, he's the definition of bet. He's the definition bring of Sting bet. in and bring him back and beat him? And what the fuck was going Jeff on? Jarrett, they told Jeff Jarrett that he was not a main eventer, and he said bet and ran with that for the better part of a decade. Almost two. Bet. And then he just Somebody like posted in the in defense of why Jeff Jarrett should be in the Hall of Fame, which whatever, I don't care. I I think it's interesting that he's the third guy in, you know, after Ivory. I think all that plays into, you know <laughs> I mean yeah. yeah. You know, but like I mean, he's not even the he's not even second after Goldberg. Or yeah, like Goldberg's the, the number one the guy this year. Like, okay, he is not gonna go in over Goldberg. But you can he's definitely that semi main event guy for sure. But is he nope. is he Put him in after the woman's to, act. he's not as valuable to them as the Dudleys are though. I mean Oh the Dudleys, I forgot the about Dudleys. them. They did get in. Yeah. Right, right. So the Dudleys are um you know that's fourth it. after Ivory. Again, my point is he's he's getting in after the you know, bottom T like that's it. Like But why, but but it's twenty eighteen. There's a reason that he's after Ivory. Oh yeah, sure. Like, and I and I and that's not to discredit Ivory. That's me talking about the the political system and the hierarchy yeah. of WWE today. You know, there's a reason he's after Ivory. Um, that's a good point. So maybe and, it's not all. It's not complete spite. It's spite, uh-huh. and hey, we got plausible deniability of uh, you know the, the climate. But again, like I said, <laughs> because of the video, it's absolutely spite. There's no way around that. It's <laughs> super spite. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think his WCW main event run was his biggest contribution to wrestling. It kept them, it gave them some some kind of credible champion, whatever. Even if, if you want to scoff at that or snicker at that idea that he's a credible world champion. Well, in the dying WCW, you know he was, you know he was, he was there, and I didn't see it. I certainly didn't see it in real time, but. And it was never anything that I, that was ever worth going back to. to, to no, like, and, and I mean, that's the thing, is it, like, is, it, is it JJ, the fucking enthusiast, going back watching 99 and 2000 WCW? Like, why would like why would you do that to yourself? Like, why would I you mean, sit down where so many good things to watch, so much shit it, in your it, Netflix queue and your Hulu thing, queue and you? <laughs> like, you can't you can't discredit like watching something fall apart. Is fun. Like, why do we play Jenga on Sundays? And then right. videotape and play a black and slow mo. Right, like, and laugh at each other. No, totally. Down totally. Is great. Um, and Travis, I'm, um, I'll be able to call back in. I know I got to jump out in the next few minutes, but before we, um, before we end, I guess, this segment, kind of, 
Do yeah. you get to hear John Cena's promo? Have you have you got to listen to that? I didn't. Cena on Raw, no. Okay. So John Cena does good. an inset promo. Yeah, he does an inset promo after uh, Seth beats him and basically says, like, you know, I'm I'm juggling a lot of things at once, and I really need to show that I can do all these things. Um, you know, I need to, you know, these guys are at the top of their game, and even with all these things that I have, like, I really need to make sure I'm at the top of mine. Um, it, it's, it's the kind of thing that you say when Big Brother or Big Homie is going to show up to slap you around to tell you to get your head in the game. Um, so it's like week two of me thinking that John Cena and The Undertaker – is definitely going to happen at WrestleMania. Um, when you get a chance, make sure you listen to it, and somebody will probably have the line for line for us. But yeah, that was really yeah. Good. I, I mean, I guess I just I just do not want to see that match. Oh, like, I don't oh, want to see It's going to be terrible. Nobody wants to see it. Like it's he's, the Undertaker's been falling apart forever. And I'm not convinced right now that John Cena can have his normal pay-per-view quality match. Like, both these things are bad. So, it's not something I want to see either. But I think it's what's going to happen. You still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here, my bad. Okay. Yeah, but I I do think that that's what's going to happen, just the way they've been talking, you know. People, stars, legends come back from the dead, and I just don't know if this is something I can do with all the things that I have going on. Like, is so what does Undertaker, you... Undertaker say? I mean, and then why does that lead to a to a, a match? He's gonna say, I don't be showing up for work a whole lot either, but when I do show up, people talk about it, so. Just make sure you, he's going to say, make sure you bring it at WrestleMania, and then you can just show up every year at WrestleMania from mm-hmm. beyond the grave. Um, I, I don't know exactly how the conversation would go, but it seems yeah. to be saying that John Cena lacks motivation right now. There's nothing that's supposed to motivate you more in WWE than facing The Undertaker at WrestleMania. That's bigger than a title match at WrestleMania. Facing the Undertaker at WrestleMania is the ultimate uh, prize, as it were. It's typically the thing people talk about the most. Um, it's the thing you remember for. So John Cena maybe finally getting the one thing that he hasn't had is the motivation he needs to be peak John Cena. Undertaker better watch some part-time John Cena tape. <laughs> yeah, decide if that's, if that's, is this how you want to die? Like if you get if you get a choice on how to die, this is the one you're gonna roll with. You sure? Okay. Yo, really quick, um, before I miss it, Brian Austin is my man, but I'm mad offended right now. I don't but think you can make deep. out what's on my monitor, but yes, I'm looking at like the ultimate breakfast combo: peeps, pancakes, and syrup. Why? You can eat Why? like one Why? peep, and that's like enough for. Easter. Easter, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's enough for that's enough for the holiday so, season. Like well, pancakes we, and syrup on top of that, or with it, or in any kind of proximity is. It like I don't want great. something. 
I don't want something that makes it easier to eat a peep because my body's already told me that one peep <laughs> per lunar cycle is all the peep that I need. So yeah. I got I got uh, SmackDown on in the, in the background, and they they want us they want us to believe that on a twice on two occasions, Naomi and Liv Morgan uh, are go square in the in the shoulder tackle game. That's the same. That's the same momentum and, and, and strength and everything coming. That they both just go, oh. Immovable. That's the immovable force in the, in the right. <laughs> whatever object or whatever. Well, it's also, I mean, the people watching this match and who won't have the same problem with you, also, you know, we've had this conversation about, oh, my gosh, look at, don't you just love uh, Alexa and Sasha's butts? Aren't they just so big? And then Naomi never comes up in the conversation. So, Apparently, oh. um, in the WWE universe, they're, they're Sasha, the what the fuck? Sasha, yeah. I know, Alexa definitely got the biscuit going, but Sasha, like, like, come on, come on, come on. And with that, I'll take my live feed leave. Um, I am going to call back here in a second, though. All right. All right. Let's, uh, in the meantime, open things up to some folks. Let's uh, start with uh, Kylan up in Newark. Uh, Kylan, what's going wow. on? Not much, Travis. How are you this week? Uh, doing okay. Uh, how are things? Ah, things are going very well. Uh, what an interesting week we had so far. Um, first off, I, I would like to start off with a little tease of some information that you may or may not have heard up to now. Okay. Um, in case you have not heard this, it looks like... If you decide to go, I may see you next year because the rumor is that we here in New Jersey are getting WrestleMania again next year. Yeah, um, I heard that as well. Um, Two years ago, that would have been, you know, Great news since you know still back in Philly, but or three years ago, whatever. But uh, I mean, the reason why I'm going to try to get to New Orleans is because well, it's a seven-hour drive from from my house. Um, you know, last time we went to New Orleans in 2014, it was a 22-hour <laughs> road trip from from Jersey to or from New York to uh, to New Orleans. Um, so I, I I doubt I'd be coming to a New York WrestleMania. Um, yeah, that might be. Uh, I mean, who knows? But but New Orleans, it's just so it's just easier for me to get to this personally. But yeah, no, that'd be cool. I mean, I certainly would try to go, try to go to every WrestleMania I can. But you know, we'll, we'll see. Well, I, I've 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 already. Started discussing it with, you know, my, my mom, and 
I I I wasn't sure that we would have enough room for everybody here, but it it turns out we actually do. So she's kind of looking forward with a little bit if if we can get a good number of people. Yeah, well, sounds like a plan. Definitely sounds like something you should start planning for now, you, you know, more than a year out. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so what's on your mind wrestling-wise this week? Well, uh, quite, quite the shocker with uh, Jeff Jarrett going into the Hall of Fame uh, last Monday, huh? I I have a question regarding that, but but at, yeah. but first, my question uh-huh. is is in regards to the WWE Network. Okay. With WWE Network turning four on Saturday at. 9 a.m., I believe, and not quite reaching the initially projected subscription number that Vince McMahon, Michelle Wilson, and other executives thought they would, will... Ronda Rousey and a possible change in product tone be enough of a spark to allow WWE Network to flourish with higher subscription numbers. So you're saying, is it, hmm, is this Rousey signing going to do that, you're asking? Well, R- Rousey and a, a, ch- a change in product tone, meaning if we get more, more Raws like what we've seen yeah, on. Like we talked about a little bit earlier. Absolutely, I got you. Um, um that's. That's that is a long term plan. That's not something that's going to turn around even in a year. I mean, it can. It could for for sure improve like crazy. And if imagine we get SmackDown returning to the to the glory days of SmackDown, Raw continuing building on what they did this week. And it's just like we're sitting here a year from now like, wow, what a great year of wrestling from Mania 34 to 35. It's just been great. You know, it's, we're heading into WrestleMania 35, and they've kept uh, kept Asuka and, 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 and uh, Ronda Rousey away from each other and undefeated. And that's like a number – that's a main event. Uh, and there's all these good things. And people have broken out, and it's been booked well and creative. It's still – you still are going to have to – 
that 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 has to translate, you know, consistently for people to, you know, want to buy the network in numbers that are going to make a big difference. You know, to go from what are they at now? One point four million regular subscribers, something like that. Yeah, I believe they're at just above one point five. Oh, okay. So even better. So, so yeah. So, I mean, next year if they're at one point six or just above, you know, I mean, I don't know. I just think it's a it's a it's a work in progress. It's something that's gonna. But but yes, the tone like we talked about earlier, the tone. That tonal change, Ronda Rousey, along with the tonal change, if she's booked, you know, well, take the dumbass smile off her face and all that kind of stupid stuff, then, yeah, absolutely, because people are going to want to see those pay-per-views. And we'll just have to see how the schedule or the non-brand exclusivity of the pay-per-views going forward, how that works, whether people like that more or less or, you know, Whatever. But yes, like everything, if done well, absolutely it can turn into like network stuff. But I think when you were talking about network stuff, it's a tier. It's like worry about, you know, segments and individual storylines being good. Then you worry about like the ratings and then up and up and up and up. Everything gets harder. It gets, it's more of a long, it's a longer path to get to. You know, uh, subscriptions. Yeah, yeah, that that's definitely a a viable point. On on the Jeff Jarrett Hall of Fame induction for question number two. Mm-hmm. Are are we to are we to believe that? WWE has finally seriously run out of Hall of Fame candidates to put in, or do do you think they really believe that there might be a valid reason to put Jeff Jarrett into the Hall of Fame? despite his questionable reputation. Okay, Kylan, Mr. WWE guy. Like, there's no reason Jeff Jarrett shouldn't be in the WWE Hall of Fame that aren't personal or petty reasons. (laughs) You know, like, like, I mean, again, it's like we, we talked with a lot of Hall of Fame folks like, well, if this guy's in, well, he certainly qualifies. So it's not a qualification. He was there. He had a memorable character at a time when, you know, they were transitioning and, you know, into, into the Attitude Era and all that kind of stuff. And that's that's all the qualifications you need. The only thing keeping him out that we thought he'd never get in was, well, because he ran afoul of Vince McMahon business-wise and prof- professionally. That's it. Isn't that questionable about <laughs> I mean you could say it's questionable holding a guy up for money and you know, well he paid the price, he then was let go and they never worked with him again, you know, after that 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 
you know, uh, when they wanted him to lose to China. And he ran against them. And they did business, they made business decisions to try to thwart him at certain turns. And and that's all, and that's all okay. But it's not questionable in your tone. Like, he did something. <laughs> like, he well, did offense well, his daughter. Come on. Well, when, when I when I when I said questionable, of course I'm in questionable to WWE management. Not <laughs> not to not me society at large. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair point. See if we got Cam back. Yep, there he is. Uh, yo, Cam. Yeah. Um. And, and yeah, Kyle. Like, like I was saying uh, early in the show, like there's it would be we'd be being disingenuous and we'd be questioning our own intelligence if we tried to come up with a criteria on who should be in the Hall of Fame. Like, it's who Vince McMahon likes that. So, again, the better exercise is to look at somebody who's been selected and then look at the things that they've done positive and say, you know, how do we feel about those things? Like, Jeff Jarrett was the top of the mid-card for a very long time. And, like, you know, I some of my favorite guys ever in WWE were never world champions, that being uh, Kurt Hennig and, and Scott Hall. And I mean, if you take away, uh, if you take away Scott Hall leaving, if Scott Hall's career ends uh, as Razor Ramon before the end of WCW, I still think he's a great Intercontinental Champion who should be in. Like Kurt Hennig was never a World Champion; he was the top of the mid card for a long time, and is in the Hall of Fame. And we don't question him being there, so. Yeah, I, th- I think Jeff Jarrett has done enough positive, and his negatives weren't actually that negative. And so, yeah, I think he, he should definitely be there. And I don't think it's a sign that they're running out of guys. I just think that he's a criteria for what they need, like, this year. But, you know, they still have main event guys that they haven't put in um, that are going to get that chance. Yeah, and, and I forgot, actually, that part of uh... – of Kylan's uh, uh, question here, um, and I'm forgetting it again, and you just said it. You know, the New Day outfits uh, are really good. That's what distracted me, by yeah. the way. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I think it was that, um, you know, it, does it mean that they're running out of guys? Right? Guys, yeah, 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 that's why. Um, so it came up on my memories because I wrote an article last year for the Torch at this time about is was last year the last great Hall of Fame class. Just simply because who the hell is left? And um yeah, depending on uh how this shakes out, I mean Goldberg, Dudley, Ivory, Jeff Jarrett and, you know, throw in if they, you know, put in a manager, a Teddy Long type, and maybe Vicky Guerrero or something gets in, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's not a great one. It's fine. Goldberg is a heck of a, a heck of a headliner, in that sense. But uh, yeah, I don't think there are going to be too many great Hall of Fames left. 
you you still have the Rock. Um, oh yeah, sure. You, you still Absolutely. have Brock Lesnar. You still have Brock Triple Lynch. H. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brock Lesnar. Still have Triple H. Um, still have Daniel Bryan. Uh, Bryan. And these are just like the top top guys. You know, like they're still. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean you have a lot uh Yeah. Okay. I mean you're not you're not wrong for sure. Or is Christian in as a team? No. Just Edge as a single yeah, I mean Christian as a single guy whenever that's not He's not gonna headline. Unless it's like ten years from now and they really don't have nobody. I just don't see that. What are they going to talk about his run as NWA Yeah, I feel like I gave you four headliners, potentially, just now, you know? Um, yeah. And so you put guys, you know, around them. Uh, and that, to me, is always going to be easy to find. Like, I forgot Christian did win the world title. Mm-hmm. And he just won uh, one. You were And, of course, like, Sting yeah. was, Sting was that kind of the exception, but... I mean, do you have, uh, do you, like, are there WCW champions you don't have in there yet? Um, yeah, because I, mean, I think we have four or five years of, of headliners, at least, from, from the guys that I put up there, but there are, I mean, Kylan, you'd know better than I would if there are some top, top names that I'm kind of forgetting, um, I mean, there's is, is Kane in yet? I don't know if Kane's a top guy. Nope. I mean, second from the top, but I mean, yeah, he's definitely he's not in there. Well, nope. Certainly, I mean, there's a lot uh, of attitude people. You have Rey Mysterio um, as a headliner, I think. Um, I don't know where a Rob Van Dam fits in, but he's you know he's up there. He's not. All right, you're really talking me into like, okay, they're gonna they're going to be okay over the next decade. Mm-hmm. I think for yeah for a little while, and then like you hate to say it, but the guys who are at the top of the card right now might not be there. You have John Cena. What am I saying? You have a John Cena here out there in the next five Jer- years. Jericho. You have Randy Orton. Yeah, you have Jericho. Um, there's there's two guys. John Cena and Randy Orton are going to get their own years. That's going to be. Uh, is is Batista in? Nope. There's another one. Yeah, it might be okay for a little bit. Yeah. Well, when I asked, are, are they running out of guys? I was playing the devil's advocate. For the people who say, oh, my God, they're putting Jeff Jarrett in all the fame. These people oh, are like, you're Like, that initial response, I think, was all of our response. So was it quite that reason? Like, that's the appropriate amount of shock. Like, because you just, like, immediately, like, the things you brought up, Kyle, and you think about what you, at least what we perceive their relationship to be, because... There, he was never really competition, but he was the closest thing to it for a long time. 
and people were rooting for him to be successful so that there was competition. And they, I mean, almost, uh, what, like six months ago, it, it took AJ Styles being great for them to even use the letters TNA to, to, to have to reference that to talk about how great he's been. You know, so, no, you're, I think the response was correct, but I think, if anything, it just shows a leniency in how they feel towards people who are elsewhere, and I think that's going to make them a more attractive landing place to some people they haven't been able to get just yet. Yeah, could, uh, um, with with that with that being said, what 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 does he do now? Does he do the customary I do two or three retrospective specials and a DVD per year, or do we see him? try to restart Global Force or some new company. Man, I, I have I have no idea as far as restarting anything or being a you know, owning wrestling you know, doing something with another wrestling company or whatever, but <laughs> as far as uh, uh as far as like a DVD, or he'll get like a 24, you know, hey, we're spending some time with Jeff Jarrett. I don't know how compelling it'll be, because I doubt they'll want to go there, certain places. Or they'll say, you I know what, for the, uh, this is where, we'll, this is where we'll go. I'm hyped. We'll have it on the internet, or not the internet, we'll have it on the network, and we're not going to draw any attention to this stuff on TV, but there we'll say maybe the, the initials TNA in that kind of shit. The Slap Nuts Collection. I'm so hyped. <laughs> <laughs> the Slap Nuts Collection. <laughs> that, that would be hilarious. And, and watch. They're going to do it. The, the Slappy Years. So hype. Uh-huh. Let's do it. Alright. Let's. Uh... Yeah, so anything else for us uh, this week, Hyland, before we go? Mm, nope. That'll be all, guys. See you next week. All right, Appreciate take it, man. Camera. All right. Let's uh, get to one of these non-VIP emails. Let's get to Gibran's from last week. Let's hope it's not too dated. <clears throat> uh, what up, fellas? I have two questions. Uh, first off, uh, Trav, I'm trying to figure out how in the world you've never heard the Get Rich or Die Try <laughs> got Die Trying album at least one time. Uh, on to my two questions this week. I mean, I'm sure I have. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to avoid, but I certainly wasn't playing it. I didn't own it. I, you know, I'm sure there are cuts on that album though that I probably have never heard. But yeah, I didn't really. Fuck with fifty, and in '03, I was I was three years into being done with the genre as at that you know as a whole. <laughs> three years into being done with the genre, amazing. Look, sipping uh, sipping on some scissor. Uh, well, that wasn't the name of the album, but um, whatever that Three Six Mafia album was, sipping on some scissor. That was the last hip hop album I bought. That was it for 
for like a, like you know a long time until like Dirty Sprite Two. <laughs> no, no, no. Until uh, like uh, and I didn't buy that shit. But until like um, uh, if you're reading this, is too late. That's that was the that was the comeback. That I, I was that, I was there for that. Yeah. Dirty Sprite, and that led to great. Yeah. Yeah. So let me, why um, didn't tell me this, this sound in. existed? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try to call back in or do something with the job, but uh, if not, okay. if I don't get to you guys. Have a great night. I'll check you later. All right. And uh, there goes Cam. Uh, boop up, boop up. And as a reminder, press uh, one. Uh, if you want to uh, put your hand up and be and be uh, brought on to the show, so uh, yeah, Cam, used to be flailing in the wind, <laughs> solo dolo. All right, let's uh, finish this Jabron uh, email. He says, "All right, I'm not trying to make this an old versus new argument, but I'm about sick of these old wrestling fans like Wade and Meltzer." I know they do, I know they do more of the reporting side of wrestling, but I have to excuse me excuse me uh but I have to put them but I have to put them is this as well i I think this is worded I'm trying to figure out the wording I know they do more of the reporting side of wrestling, but I have to put them is this as well. Oh, put them, I guess, in the same category as well as also have to add ex-wrestlers as well. I don't know. Uh, Why is it that they always say this generation doesn't sell or know how to sell long enough before their next move or work a body part long enough or they don't tell a good enough story in the ring, but it's like they don't even give this generation of wrestlers a chance, but yet they always tell us how, but they always tell us, well, you should go watch old Mid-Atlantic or AWA or Georgia Championship Wrestling. They say those guys knew how to sell. Or I'm sorry, they say those guys knew how to tell a long, tell a story and knew how to sell. Uh, to be 100 with y'all, I really don't go back and watch really old wrestling. I appreciate what all those guys did for wrestling, but I was born in 85, and by the time I was old enough to understand wrestling, they were pretty much out of their prime as wrestlers. I just feel like... They want us to embrace the older wrestling, but yet then they don't embrace this generation of wrestlers. Just wanted uh, to know y'all thoughts, uh, given the fact that we're all around the same age. Yeah, so if you're 32, I'm 37. <clears throat> born in 85, I'm born in 80. And Cam is your age. I think he's a year younger than you. I think he was born in 86 or 84, one of those. I think 86. I think he'll be 32 this year. Yep, yep, so 86. Um For one, like I don't, I, I just, I, I'm just. My issue with this is this is the blanket statement. I don't listen to Meltzer. I don't read a ton of Meltzer unless it's like something that like it's one of those things like it's like oh you got to read this what Meltzer wrote or what Meltzer's reporting. Then you know those times, but I don't, I don't go out of my way for uh, to read the Observer. Um, and Wade, I'd listen to more. So I just don't I just don't I just don't like the the general idea of they don't 
uh, they don't either, like the last line, they don't embrace this generation of wrestlers. Like, well, that's silly because, I mean, I guess our definition of embrace is a matter of what's your definition of embracing. But they watch them. They watch all the shows that that there are and talk about them. So it's not like they're like, I'm not watching these new wrestlers. They wouldn't have a job if they didn't embrace <laughs> young wrestlers because they'd be like, ah, I was great reporting in 96, but I'm tired of it. Like, no. So, and when you've seen something done well and then you see it done not well, just because you're a person that never saw it done at its peak, I don't think you have, I don't, I don't think you can go, well, I'm 32, uh, the quality of wrestling I'm used to isn't the quality, isn't, as, and it is, it's even higher quality of wrestling, of work, of athleticism. It's just the small things that have gone away, like selling, like kicking out of fucking five moves in, in one match, uh, big move, you know, finishing moves, that kind of shit, you know, not being efficient. That's all real. That's all like a thing. That's not just old guys, you know, being old guys. It's like, no. You you know, the Young Bucks are doing seven super kicks in a fucking match. Like, that's ridiculous. And and that's why I don't watch Young Bucks Buck matches or that style of, that type of work. But it infects, like, the stuff I do watch, like WWE main event style, like the, you know, like they do a bunch of kickouts and shit to add drama instead of just. And what's wrong with working a body part? That's like wrestling 101. That's like wrestling. Like amateur and pro. That's fighting. So I, I don't know if it's. And you admit at least. I, I ain't going back and watch that shit. <laughs> and I'm right there with you with a lot of things, but I don't then go, well. Why, you know, you can't be like, I don't watch this thing, but I'm going to say it wasn't better. Like, yeah, I mean, you have a point in, like, again, I just think it's too general. Like, people do, will get into that, oh, it was better in my day bullshit. I get that. But in these two particular cases, especially with, with like, a Wade, who I listen to, uh, you know, uh, multiple times a week, and go on his, and go on a show, and all that kind of stuff. And edits the articles and columns that I write. And gives me feedback that way. So I'm, you know, <laughs> I, I just don't, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, it's, yeah, I think I said my piece. Uh, number two uh, from Jabron. Is there any way that the WWE knew that Jason Jordan had this neck injury, or could this be a case in which he didn't say anything because he made he made it to the main roster and didn't want to lose his push. Uh, if what they have been saying, that he could be out less than a year, what do you think this could do to his wrestling career? Uh, also, is there no way possible for these men and women to get a break uh, or time off to get healthy when they do get injured uh, without being looked at as a person always getting injured? Uh, I know what they do as wrestlers can't be compared to NBA or NFL, but should, but oh maybe that's what we should, but should at, but shit, no, but shit, at least they get <laughs> off season. I think that was the point. 
uh, to get healthy so they can perform at a high level. Thanks, fellas. I'll be listening. Um, yeah, I mean, these these guys and women need time off. They need ex- built-in time off. And when you're when you're wrestling 52 times a year, or, fi- or when you're wrestling uh, every week, 52, you know, 51 weeks out of the year for the most part, and you're on the road three, four days a week, and wrestling two or three times a week, it, there should be built-in systematic time off. And if the schedule was more like what Cam talked about earlier, how on Raw you didn't see everybody, and you can't do that every week as far as having an hour and a half goddamn long you know, match, but you don't have to have, you know, 800 segments on a show. You don't have to have everybody on a show, even at three hours. There's ways to, 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 to draw things out. And then there's storyline ways to give people a break. Or like NXT, they're just not there. And you got to wait, like Lars Sullivan we talked about. You just got to wait till Lars gets cleared or whatever his issue was. I think he had a knee thing. But he was just going. That just happens. Even if it wasn't a knee, sometimes he might just... They just might not have, you know, a talent, particular talent on this set of tapings. So you got to wait a month to see them. And in that month, it's different with NXT because those, the, everybody, even if you are on those tapings, you're getting a month off from TV. They're still doing spot shows and and, and stuff like that all around Florida. Um, but yeah, but there is a way, especially when you have you know, 200 people on your roster and that kind of thing. I know they have a lot of hours to fill, but maybe cut one of those hours back, get Raw back to two hours. Whoa, AJ? AJ jumped up on the apron, ran a few steps, and then kicked Corbin in, in the face. I thought he was going to, like, do a drive-by, like, but, well, he'd need him in the face. It's cool. Uh, so yeah, I, um, I think I. Oh, and as far as Jordan go, um, yeah, they knew about his about his neck. I mean, this this had been being reported on for for weeks that something's up with Jordan. That's why they did the the gimmick they did at the Rumble with him and T- Seth Rollins. I actually almost kind of called the guy Tyler Black. Like, this is eight years ago. About him and Seth when they did the thing where he had the concussion or he banged his head or whatever and didn't have him tag in, and then they lost the titles. That's why they did that. And then they just dragged it out on TV for a week so they could at least finish the abbreviated storyline. Have the thing do the stuff with Roman and have him him un, uh, 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 cost them the titles, uh, Roman and Seth. And then the next day he got surgery. So, so no, they're not fucking around with people's necks. Uh, this, and and you specifically said, do you think he was like said, hey, I'm on the main roster? Like, I don't, I don't think that was the case. I don't think that was the reporting. I think it was, it was known that he was having issues. Like, it's known that Sheamus has neck and upper, upper back issues. So it's. Uh, real tough in this day and age you know like like the the wellness policy like the drug testing might not be shit 
like you assume, like you look at some of these guys and you and you go, how are they, you know, beating the test? Roman says he got tested 11 times since uh, since he got suspended two years ago or whatever that was. Or yeah, I think he said he's been tested 11 times in in the last year, some shit like that. So yo, well they're they're beating it somehow, and I think he got suspended for like Adderall or something. Not like it's performance enhancing. It's it's in that sense, but not in a in a physical musculature way like you think with steroids or HGH or some shit. Um, damn, deep six. That's crazy. Um. So yeah, so it, it it would have probably so they do. My point is with the wellness policy, they do like these doctors are like looking at guys. Like again, maybe the testing, steroids, all that kind of stuff, PEDs might be easy to get around, but I doubt you can like hide a serious neck injury from WWE uh, health officials, and and that's the one thing about having former wrestlers like Triple H and agents and stuff because they know when you're bullshitting or when you're, or, or I should say, they they would know when you're hurt and hide or trying to hide something and would say, hey, go in for this MRI. Doc needs you and you got to go in for that fucking MRI. They found a rupture or some shit that you've been hiding for six weeks, eight weeks, you know, then it gets dealt with. But again, I, I'm just... Pretty sure, and I'm sure he was like probably up front. I don't know. Obviously, all this is me speculating, but I just think the reporting would have didn't bear that out that Jordan was hiding anything. Or so. All right. Thanks for the uh, email, Jabron. Up. Oh, let's go to. Matter of fact, might as well just go to his uh, this week's. Email. Uh, two questions this week. When Braun Strowman wins the heavyweight title, <laughs> the heavy title at some point uh, this year, how long do you think he holds on to the belt? Who do you who do you see him feuding with? Given the fact that he's already had a match with a lot of them, a lot of the main roster stars on Raw up to this point, uh, I don't see him winning the title. The title. So. The, I think that answers that. So he's gonna do more of more Braun Strowman stuff. And second one, with the announcement that by WWE stopping these brand only pay per views after Mania, uh would it be fair to say that it's costing too much to put on these shows every month between each brand or could it be a fact could it be the fact that the cost to rent out these arenas has gone up for them, uh, and they might not, and they're not getting a good deal like they might once have before, or have the ticket sales going down over the past few years. Could it be a mixture of all, all of that as to why they've decided to stop doing all these pay-per-views? P.S. Uh, I'll be at the pay-per-view, pay-per-view this weekend, so I'll be able to give you all my thoughts on the pay-per-view from a crowd's point of view. Cool. Um, I I don't know if it I can't say I don't think it's a cost thing but I don't think it's a cost thing per se 
that's just not something. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I think it's just them not wanting to. <laughs> I think it's SmackDown not being good, and they have the internal numbers. And they think they can do better pay-per-view numbers and get more people to subscribe if these every pay-per-view has Roman Reigns on it. I mean, there was one meme I saw that she was like the real reason WWE's going to two paper or, or going dropping the brand exclusive pay-per-views. It's like so they can put Roman fucking Reigns on every pay-per-view. And I don't even know if they're wrong about that. So, so yeah. Thanks for the email, Gibran. Let's, uh, let's head back to the phone lines. And uh, uh, looks like we got somebody from what? What part of California? Almeida and Con- Contra Costa. Anyway, and then we have a, a, a returning caller, but I'm going to go to the new caller first. So 337, I see you, and you're in line first, but I see 925, and it looks very new, new caller-ish. We love our new callers. Uh, 925, who's this? Where are you from? Yes, this is Dan from California. How's it going? Dan from California, part of California. Almeida, was that correct? Yes. Awesome. What's on your mind, Dan? Thanks for calling in. Hey, well, first, well, I just before you get know, to your question. Um, well, well, hold up. Before you get well, get to your questions, uh, this is your first time calling in, I assume, right? I don't think I've ever. Yes. How'd you find us? What, did, what, what made you call us? Or me? Well, Blog tonight? Talk Radio is where I found you guys. And. I honestly think the WWE is falling from grace because mm. what, right when they changed to WWE from WWF, it's when they fell from grace. And I think the biggest part is when um, it was like seventeen years ago, though, Mike or, or Dan. Yeah, that's a lot. Of, that's a long time to fall. Is what I'm saying. It's almost two decades ago they changed that name. <laughs> well, yeah, it's been on the slow down spiral. I mean, yeah, no, it show, has. I mean, you know, if you're just looking at a pure ratings point of view and viewership it has i mean there's just no doubt about the ratings in 2003 when they or 02 when they may have 02 when they changed it changed the uh changed the name um they would probably sacrifice somebody's baby to get back to those ratings i'm I'm almost sure of it uh (laughs) but um so so yes you are correct in that sense but i mean quality of like the productions got well, better. Well, I think another reason wrestling, too the talent, is that um, you know, when Big Show better, in a way. Go ahead. When um, when Big Show got Oh, you there, Dan? When Big Show got Oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I can't help it, dude. When Big Show got fingered Big Show got fingered on stage by John Cena. I mean, that was a huge deal. That's where this is going. I thought I thought we were gonna have a good time. Have a... Yeah, and then the Rock came on. You know, can you smell? Yeah. 
if it was like funny, I'd keep it going. But come on, Dan, that was whack as shit. When Big Show got fingered by John Cena on stage somewhere, and and Rock said, "If you smell," that's like junior high level. I don't even know. I think at thirteen, I'd have been like, "Get the fuck out of here, Dan." Uh, all right, let's go to three three seven. Like I, sorry three three seven. I really, you know, thought, yeah. And then always <laughs> cracked up to it. Whatever I'm trying to say. Who's this? What up? That's that's Brad, man. How's it going, Trav? What's up, Brad, man? What's going on, man? Save 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 us from uh, <laughs> save us from uh, uh, shenanigans. I will. I will try my best. First things first. I'm just getting on. Uh, where, where's Cam? Cam had to dip out about 20 minutes ago. Okay. Um, well, that's yeah, cool. Uh, I'd rather talk to Travis anyway. And shit. So I don't know. Nah, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to tell him he did an incredible job uh, Monday with Wade. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he did. He crushed it. Um, and- I, I guess. I guess. Go ahead. I'm just saying he left before we haven't even talked about Black Panther yet, and he fucking left. So, yeah. Oh yeah, I got to see the pictures, man, y'all. Man, Cam is bigger than I thought. Like he's taller than he looks. So what you're saying is, it was a good thing they didn't put me in the Black Panther suit. No, 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 no. That's all I'm hearing. That suit, man. It sounds like he was too (laughs) cool for the. You too cool for the suit, man. (laughs) <laughs> you, you can't be in the suit. You're too cool for that, man. Let Cam do that. Let Cam do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Now you just look tall. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I always imagine him being like, like you taller than him, but it looked like he was a smidge taller or right about your height. I, I don't know. Maybe I was tripping. No, I said the same thing to say, uh Cam's woman. I said the same thing to her. Like, I'm looking through the pictures. I'm like, this Cam? I was like, does this uh, Black Panther suit make Cam look taller? I was like, is it the helmet that giving him an extra like two, three inches? What's going on? I, I saw it without the helmet as well, and that's when I that's whenever it caught me, whenever I thought it. So I don't know if it was the the helmet, <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe but I'm shrinking. I, I, I yeah, maybe I'm getting so round, I'm my, my I'm losing <laughs> my my height. My height, you know, I'm six foot. Shit, Cam like five two and three quarters. <laughs> I kid. Well, uh, Thirty seven. Well, how old? Are- Man, when you hit about fifty, you know they say we start shrinking, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I should have you know thirteen good years left. Yeah, yeah, man, we should be good for a while, man. But uh, I, I, I guess I wanted to. Uh, I'm pretty sure you mentioned uh, the gauntlet match. I wanted to get you a quick thoughts. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, thumbs all the way up. Um, what 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 struck me. And I didn't, without even realizing, it took Cam to articulate it, was that we didn't get a bunch of people on the show. You got the six people in that match, and then you got the bar versus Titus Worldwide, and then you had the the uh, the uh, tag woman's tag at the end. I don't know if it's tag or six woman or whatever it was. Yeah, that, is, that is, that's true. Then we got the Oscar attack uh, by Nia Jackson. I feel like that yeah. was it. But the show, and we got a bunch of good fucking promos. We got so many good promos on this show. It was absurd. And I I enjoyed every one of them. Right after the match, 
Let's talk to Ben Balor right after the match. Let's talk to John Cena right after the match, right before the match, whatever. It was like how it should be. It was, it was good. And I, 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 obviously, everybody's congratulating Rollins on, on a really good performance. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, he, did, he did an incredible job. Oh, I really I, think. Wait, hold that thought, Brad. I saw a meme that said Seth Rollins' total in-ring time on Monday Night Raw, 65 minutes. Brock Lesnar's 2017 total in-ring time, 63 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. What? What? I mean, and and I've said Brock's the last year. Of Brock has been like I got no complaints over over the matches Brock has. Um, I'm usually like you know he's his you know he does his one or two moves the whole fucking match and it's bullshit and then he goes home. He's had some really good matches or been a part of some really good matches. In the case of that. Four mm. that fatal four way at SummerSlam. Agreed. So I haven't had many complaints about Brock Lesnar's work. Shit, my first article column for the Torch was <laughs> I was making a case for why they don't they should never re-sign him. Like that's it. Once his contract's up, that y'all should be done with him. And I'm like, you know, no, he's a total valuable asset and he, when he like cares and brings it. Um, I think that's what it was. But, I think that's all it took. I think like he's they kind of mapped that what they had for him, and I think he kind of got motivated. And obviously, the the guys that he wrestled, he had, I think he had more respect for this, like this year. Uh, the only match I guess that was a letdown, not because it wasn't good, it just was sharp, was the Braun Strowman one. Because I enjoyed the match, it was just one of those, uh, man, I want more. And I thought that yeah. it was like kind of a, I wanted more of it, and I was like, huh, man, maybe they're te- maybe they gave it to a short because. They're gonna give it to us again. So, um, right. The only thing about Lesnar matches this year that I didn't like was the fact that nobody kicks out of the F5, which I'm fine with. I'm perfectly fine with that. Well, just but wait. I just, Six but, weeks. But oh, that's exactly what I was getting at. Was I, <laughs> the moment like just the second time it happened back to back? I was like, I'm cool with this, but come mania, man, like. He can't – Roman can't kick out a six F five, man. Like, like – Nope, but he can not, kick out a five. <laughs> that, that, you know what? You, you know what? That's, like, I was like, come on now. Like, that's just – that's just ridiculous. Uh, you know, and I – and I, I guess I, – which one was uh, the best one to you? I, I, I was, my favorite one was the AJ one. But uh, which one was your favorite? Uh, I guess the yeah, of the of twenty seventeen. Um, yeah, AJ's an easy one. It was just just I, I do remember the first you know if the match went twenty minutes, I spent the first ten minutes with my hand in my chin, or my chin <laughs> in my hand. Like, what the fuck? Like, is this is this just going to be AJ getting his ass whooped? And that's what set up the last ten minutes to be so good because a lot of it was a come you know comeback and all that and AJ working from after, working from the after uh, seeing underneath. that match it, it really made me want to see wrestler with the smaller guys uh, a little bit more often and uh I, but I guess AJ is maybe the exception but I was thinking uh whenever somebody one of the questions on the hotline was was Brian and. Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. the dream. I was, I was hoping you were going there. And I was like, 
I was hell yeah. yeah. I guess, uh, if, if you listen to the show a, in 2014, 2013, 14, 15, that was the match I was clamoring for. I said the easy, the biggest money making match they could have this side of you know you know Rock and Austin is Brian is Go, David Goliath Brian versus Lesnar. It's a no brainer. And, and they never, and, they didn't, you know. And then, like, but then, so after I see AJ and uh, thing, because at first I was like, I want that match, but like, I just didn't know how a match, how that match could play out. As great as AJ is, I, I, like, Brian has a, a different type of intensity. So yeah. I think if we got the AJ, I mean the uh, Daniel Bryan Brock Lesnar match, it'll. It could be a smidge better. I don't know how it would do now because I know Brian is uh, if able to come back to the ring. I know he's talked about trying to be a little bit more careful, which is the right thing to do. Uh, but with that said, uh, it, it truly is the the dream match that we that we had we could have gotten and just didn't get. Like there was nothing holding us back at that time except for. I guess WWE's ego or them not seeing what they had in Daniel Bryan until it was too late. Because I, I remember watching yeah, well, it made sense. Last night. The, the thing The thing is, though, the, it was it, when it made sense, and it was more like 2014, 15, because it was leading into WrestleMania 31, and Bryan did the thing mm-hmm. and won the Intercontinental Ladder match and then had to give up the title. So, it... it WWE is always going to say, well, you know, Brian just, we couldn't put Brian in that position because of his neck, and we'll put him in a ladder match <laughs> at WrestleMania. But, you know, Lesnar, we, like anybody can see through that argument. But, it, it, I mean, they do have a plausible deniability. Well, in 2015, when it made sense, number one, they were in the making Roman Reigns business. Exactly. And, so and had him so hit uh, Brock, and then Seth cashed in, and then we were uh, off and running from there. But so, so much yeah. so, man, I'm I'm convinced that uh, SmackDown has they've been sabotaging SmackDown just to be like, well, you see, SmackDown's not good. Y'all get AJ on there, remember? But Raw, y'all get Roman Reigns on there. Look how good that's been. I hope they're not playing. I, I'm, I'm being, a, I'm joking. Um, I, I really hope that. Yeah, yeah. I really hope I, they're I, not playing no game like that. I really don't think so. I don't think. Yeah. SmackDown is being sabotaged in any, in any like. It does feel like it's being sabotaged though. Like, like not, not because not, not that being the reason. It just feels like all these good pieces that they have. It just feels so. Like, I'm, like, I'm, like, like I couldn't. I went. I was going to watch last night's episode, and something told me to read uh, Wade's report because I was at work. And so I read the report, and I was like, "There is absolutely nothing on here that 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 uh, I want to see, except for this one spot by AJ that him and Corbin did." I was like, "Okay, I might look at that." And so I hopped on the phone line, and I was like, "Oh God!" Like, well. Well, I still probably could have, you know, watched the show myself. Like, they didn't have much positive to say, and most of the stuff that they were talking about 
just I'm like, yeah, that's not something I I would want to see. Not something I want to see. I I kind of wanted to see the Usos, but I don't even know if the Usos were on last night. So I mean, it was an I don't okay know, like, show. The shows were... I mean, I didn't think SmackDown. I mean, it's probably one of the better shows. It was well wrestled, that's for sure. Well, that that's um, that's a plus. Yeah, I mean, AJ Corbin was fine. Uh, uh, Dolph versus uh, uh, Dolph versus um, Kevin Owens was Kevin. Fun, was good. Even the uh, gender Bobby Roode Orton showdown was uh, was well done. Well, and in the women's the, match, uh, you know, the Riot Squad picked up a much needed win in a good heelish way. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have much. Bad to say. I mean, it was a fine show. Yeah, I think it's just because the momentum of SmackDown's been so, so, so terrible. So, man, you are not wrong there. That uh, isn't good. I can't, like so that with them going to the dual brand and adding the hour to it, making everything four hours. Uh, everything man, I really wish they were just. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That's true. I really wish, like, for pay-per-views, we, they were they would stick to three. I guess I'm spoiled. I almost want to say uh, uh, shorter than that, but I guess because I've enjoyed every NXT show, uh, and they're, what, two and a half hours maybe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's on but, the long side. Uh, like, two hours, ten minutes, to two hours and a half yeah. at the longest. But, but I guess Five the downside is with NXT. Out. That's it. <laughs> well, so, but I guess the the, the upside for uh, NXT takeover shows. Not saying that it would be good, but like they always leave me wanting more. So, I'm not saying if I got more, it would be great. But I like the feeling of wanting more and wishing I got more. You know, that's 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 real. That's real good. Where like that was probably why I think I liked the Raw so much. Three hours and that match was so long. Without the talking segments for that. What hour and a half, like over a hundred minutes or something? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't. When it went to commercial, I wasn't changing it. I made sure I stayed there. I didn't look at my phone as much. Like, I wanted to make sure that I was watching all of this. And I was rooting for Bala in the beginning, but uh, when Rollins uh pinned Cena, I was like, well, you know what? Rollins, I, I got you, homeboy. And then Elias came out all intense. I was like, dang it, Elias is going to take him out. Which was, uh, the, the, which was uh, I think they booked, like, the, the people who got the wins and they waited. They, they, everything was real good. But somebody, yeah, I want to say it was, I, I thought it was so unfair having Braun come in last in that case. Like, that's a, like how does he not win this match? I only the only thing I guess I, I I wish we understood why they got the order that they got because if you ask me, Braun, Miz, and no Braun, Cena, and Elias should have been the first three because Roman, Finn, Seth, well without well take Finn out of the equation because he actually lost his qualifying his original qualifying match, but Roman, Seth, and uh, Miz. They didn't get the chance to wrestle for that thirty spot. I mean, for the th- for the last spot. Lord, I'm on the wrong match, Brad. For the for the fourth spot in the chamber. So, 
So I was just like, well, I mean, that's how the artist should have win. But I was happy with the way they did it. They uh, and him and Roman uh went at it. Uh, my my girl was actually impressed with Rollins for the first time ever because she, whenever she started watching with me, Rollins is a bad guy. She liked Dean and uh Roman, and it just, it just she just wasn't she wasn't about set for a while, and she 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 liked what he what she saw uh, Monday. She actually said that was the best performance she's seen in wrestling to date. Wait, she said what? Uh, she said, like, that performance from Seth was the best performance she's seen to date. Like, from she him met, or like, period? From, no, from period. Like, cause, you know, she doesn't watch all the time, but... but oh, okay, okay, okay. But, yeah, she <laughs> thought that was the most incredible performance she had seen. Wow. Since she's been watching her, I was like, oh, shit. Well, dang. I thought she would have gave that to AJ, but she does. She, AJ's not her guy. She, she, but also, AJ wrestled <laughs> wrestled Roman during that time. The one match she couldn't, she didn't want to watch. Like when I, like she was like, she wanted to watch because she wanted to know who would win, but she didn't want to watch because it was both her guys. Was whenever I guess when Seth had to vacate the title, and they did the the tournament, and it was Roman versus Dean, and she was like, man, she really didn't know who to root for, and I had never really. It had been so long since I was, like, conflicted about who I really wanted to win in a match. And it wasn't like that since, like, probably Jericho and Mysterio. Because mm-hmm. I usually... Okay. So, uh, I usually, you know, pick my guy. Like, even if I know, you know, it's the wrong booking call, I still root for my guy, you know? Like, even though yeah. I was, uh, it was Jericho versus AJ at Mania, I knew the right call in my head was for AJ to win. I was still rooting for Jericho, though. And then they went, and, and then Jericho won. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, "Oh snap!" I was super excited. I was like, "I said, I was like, I started, I started jumping up and down, and it was like, but you said that was the wrong call." I said, "I don't give a hoover damn, man. Jericho won." <laughs> I said, but uh, I, I do, I did, I did uh, say I don't think I would have made that choice if I was doing this, but. But, you know, AJ uh, seemed to uh, have, like, well, a real positive look because he was, uh, you know, he was like, but if I would have beat Jericho at Mania, I wouldn't have had a goal because now technically, so he's wrestled twice at Mania, one against Jericho, he lost. So he's never, and then the second one was against Shane, which he won, but Shane's not a full-time wrestler. So in his head, he still hasn't really won at Mania, you know? Right, like I beat a. 40, mid for late forties, son of a promoter guy, like big deal, like I should have. Yeah, so yeah. So like, if him and uh, Shinsuke have, uh, if he uh, loses to Shinsuke at Mania, he'll still have something to look forward to the following Mania. Yeah, I, I think so he's going to retain. I think, and I don't even know which way I think it should go, but I I do think he's going to retain. But I don't I I don't know which way it should go. But that brought up something I've been wanting to ask you and Cam. So there's uh ten let's say there's ten wrestlers in particular. WWE has some real good talent. Who are the ten wrestlers you think should be protected? From now until next mania. How many? Did I didn't you give me ten. I was gonna even say six. Ten. Like six like 
Motherfucker, he's, he's, I need three. I need ten. Um, well, I'm saying this only because, like, I feel like we have a, like, a, they have a real strong roster, but, you know, sometimes somebody just got to take some L's and, you know, yeah, depending on what the goal is, you know. Ten people, not even six. Again, eh, maybe three, maybe four, like two per roster. Well, I feel, like it's a lot, I feel like it's I feel like it should be it should be a lot easier given with the with the roster split. So that's why I was like, well, maybe six, you know, at least three from these brands. I'd say AJ, I can, where the rosters are right now. I'd say yeah. uh, AJ Styles and and. Uh, one more on SmackDown. I'll just go with my original three. So AJ on SmackDown, and then on Raw, um, Oscar and Ronda Rousey, which means you got to put Oscar on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Let her, let her choose to go. Let her choose SmackDown because she still hasn't picked who she wants to face. Right. She goes. She beats. She beats Nia at, at the at uh, the chamber this weekend, and then she says, I want to face Charlotte. So she's now basically on SmackDown building up that match, and when she wins, she'll, she'll be on SmackDown full-time. So you keep Charlotte, or you keep Oscar protected, and then you keep Ronda Rousey protected on Raw, and then you have a shake-up, and you send Charlotte to Raw to feud with Ronda Rousey. Um and have a big match that Rousey wins with no belts on the line, and then she gets a title match, and then she beats uh, whoever, Alexa or whoever, in the spring or at, at, in the summer. And then you got Ronda Rousey as your champion on Raw, undefeated, and you got Oscar as your champion on SmackDown, undefeated, and you can do a big thing at WrestleMania 35. All right, so I guess uh, that's funny because that's like this, this, that feels just like the obvious. I feel like that should be what we should get. Let us get like this is a that would in my head. I guess this is a case of of it being predictable, being but let that let it be predictable. You know, let it be like that. You know. Yeah. So I'm with I'm with that I'm with that uh. That's that scenario. But so who goes over in Mania? If it's up to me, uh, I mean, I really can't. I mean, uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe even take the titles out of it. You know, like I don't know how do you do that and not have the title, have them both be champion, and then what happens to the other? So there's definitely some uh, some booking finesse that's that's that that would be required. Uh, for sure, um, but at this point, a year over and more than a year out, I guess Ronda Rousey. But this time next year, heading into the actual match, if things go the way you know we're talking about, I might be like, "Shit, everybody hates Ronda Rousey. Like she's not. It's been a terrible investment. Like nobody's buying. You know, nobody likes her. Like not even in the." Heelish way, just like they just haven't taken to her. She hasn't taken to the business. This will probably be it. Then you have Oscar go over, you know, and make her even more of a bigger deal. Because she's the one that's going to be around and that people like and that, you know. 
I mean, could you imagine if, yeah. if 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 Ronda's not getting over, and then they still have her do something like like beat Oscar and end oh my her? God. Right, and then she's gone after that, like shortly after that, anyway, and you don't get anything out of it. It would be bullshit. That would, yeah. I, it's crazy because I didn't think about her like not being there after the fact. I am wondering. I know they mentioned the whole full time thing with her. I guess. I'm wondering if full time means raw. I don't like house shows. Don't really. That's not that big a deal to me. But I, I'm guessing every pay per view. So I was wondering like what full time really meant in those regards. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Come uh, I guess Monday. Yeah. Because I feel like she, if she's gonna be there, if she's gonna be there Monday. I mean, uh, Sunday, I mean, and she's signing the contract. She should be there Monday. The next night in the next city here or, or the that, next town or, yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah, that would yeah. probably answer that question a little bit more. And then if they get a nice rating, they can they can attribute that to Ronda, you know? Yeah, yeah. Other than All the right. whole, you know, being the night after the chamber, and we know for a fact it's going to be so-and-so versus Brock. Which more than likely Roman. Not I'm not I'm and I, I was down on the match in in the middle of the summer, but since the I it, it truly was one of those, you know what, just give me something else I could sink my teeth into because nothing against the match of a rock and Roman. It just was I was like, uh it was just something I don't know, I was like, Man, this whole Roman Reigns thing, um I'm I'm kind of tired with it and I like Roman. But, uh, yeah, so yeah, sometimes like, you know, Game and Nakamura and AJ, you know, AJ and Nakamura, I'm like, you know what? That, that's enough, you know? That, that, that's enough. So I'm going to probably be, um, so I need a, actually, I need to look for them damn tickets ASAP. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you're going, right? Um, if I get credentialed, but I'm not, I don't have tickets. What? You're talking about WrestleMania? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Have, I'm not going. I'm not buying a WrestleMania ticket. So unless I get media credentials, I'm not going. I might go to hang oh. out on Bourbon Street if you know, just to do that. <clears throat> but I won't be able to do any of the activities if I don't get credentials because I ain't paying for shit. I ain't got money to buy a ticket <laughs> or all of that. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I was telling my uh, boss the other day uh, he. Yeah, I was like, he's like, so how much are the tickets? And I was, I was explaining to him the stuff. He's like, bro, that sounds like some like Super Bowl and stuff. I was like, what? Yeah, you know, it's yeah. similar. That's the, that's how Super Bowl. Well, I was like, um, so I was like, all right, well, this is how much they cost. I was like, but I'm a cheap wrestling fan, unfortunately. Like, I don't yeah. have money to do everything that everybody else does. No, so, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, so I go. To, I'm going. Well, matter of fact, when I went to 30, we went to Mania. We ate at Jimmy John's. We drove back home. Like that was it. Yeah. And it was a. It was you a think I don't use my? Storm. Hey, I'm Travis from the East from the PW Torch. Buy me a drink, so I don't have to like be buying booze and shit. <laughs> I think I bought a beer. I think I bought a beer. Oh like, shit! On like, Bourbon Street, I got mangled. I'm sure I don't know if you the story about the story about me getting into a fight oh. at the Wendy's uh, 
poster, but yeah, that was that was a rough night for me. <laughs> Did you uh, win it? Rematch, uh, rematch, <laughs> like a in. Oh yeah, I like that. You gonna you gonna you gonna show them how it's done. Straight up. So, all right, Brad. Let me uh, get these last few calls in. Roger that, man. Well, you have a great night, man. Same to you, man. Talk to you. Right, Brad from Louisiana. Let's uh, get one of these non-VIPs in. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jay chimes in. Hey, uh, Cam and Trav, what's up? Just a couple of things I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on. Uh, what do you see happening with Johnny Wrestling tonight? If he loses, I think it should be away with Ciampa interfering so they can have one last match at either TakeOver Mania Weekend or even at Mania itself. I read Triple H wants to have an NXT match on the show. Wow. Uh, also, I'm not so ver- versed in the Black Panther. Uh, I'm not so versed in Black Panther. The movie was great, but I'm confused as to why Wakanda kept their technology to themselves. Uh, was there ever an actual reason or, or just them protecting their natural resources? This wasn't really explained in the movie. Also, Michael B. Jordan, Michael B. Jordan was one of the better Marvel movie villains, uh, and that you got why he hated why he hated the royal family. Uh, thanks a lot. Um, I almost want to have, and obviously you assumed Cam would be on here with me, and I don't see Rich on the line. That's fine. I just somebody else is. Uh, so I'm not just whatever. So <clears throat> okay, um, all right. I'll do the wrestling one first. Uh, I, I think Chomp, uh I think Almas retains. I think uh, I, I don't. I don't know. Depends on what that knee is like at WrestleMania. Is it in six weeks going to be fine for them to have a WrestleMania quality match? Are they going to trust Champa to be in that? be ready and should they so so that that's that's you know if you're if you're you're basing whether he's going to win or I think he loses either way Gargano I, I just think he either goes on and moves moves on the feud with Ciampa like you said maybe do something at Mania or he goes up and is a part of two, uh, part of this and just revamped uh, 205 I heard friggin uh, Mustafa Ali and 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 Jack Gallagher had somebody said the best 205 live match since the you know 205 live's been a thing. Sue, so, but yeah, as far as Black Panther though, um, they so so the vibranium and as they explain in the movie. That it that it landed in what was shared land by five tribes. That's why everybody had a claim to. That's or not a claim. That's why those four tribes came along and decided to become one and form Wakanda. The Jabari said, "Fuck this. We're going to the mountains, or back to the mountains. Maybe the you know we're good. We don't want to you know." And so those four tribes came together, and in and in that 
formation and in the history and and then the uh, uh, time since, yeah, it was decided that this vibranium needs to be protected at at all costs. Um, because not only did it change, not only did it allow them to uh, to mine and use as you know for for technology and all kinds of stuff. It also changed some of the some of the uh, fauna and or some of the flora. And I assume there have to be animals then that are that were affected or animals that food source was affected and then by proxy they were infected affected not infected like the heart-shaped herb that's not something i I doubt that's a a a thing that like the elk in the area or friggin antelopes in the area eat but if there was something like their main food source got affected or contaminated by the vibranium radiation and now these antelopes are eating the damn fruit or the berries or whatever than they could get. So so I think it's a, it's safe to assume that it changed obviously some flora and I think it's only safe to it's safe to assume that it changed probably some fauna as well, some animals. Um but as far as your specific question on as far as uh why they kept the technology to themselves because reasons. <laughs> and I wish uh let me, uh, you know what, let me see something. Because I actually, I want to know, like, why did they, uh, completely isolate themselves? Like, what came first? You know, did somebody challenge their, uh, and the neighboring, because they got some bitch-ass neighbors. I do know that from the book, from the current. Yo, what's up? Are you uh, are you busy? Oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, somebody had a uh, we're on the live show. Somebody had a, an email question about the Black Panther that I just. Um, and Cam's been going for about 40 minutes, so, um, if you could, yeah, all right, all right, so we'll get Rich in on this conversation, because I certainly, uh, because there is a reason, but because, remember, everything happened, like, it, it took a while, like, they didn't all of a sudden, Wakanda was formed, and then a decade later, you know, they had, crazy dope technology and it it re, like reading the rise okay so read the rise of the black panther it is so good it's two issues in evan evan narciss writes it we got to talk to evan last week at the at the uh at the premiere event we were going to we were supposed to interview him at the event but it was a a ton of stuff uh going on and uh so yeah so rich you're on Hey. So, so, so there was a ton of stuff going on, and they just were like, "Yeah, we we can't get this interview in," and, and we wanted an interview to be, to be 
substance, uh, substantive, so we didn't want a 10, 15-minute interview. So we're going to hopefully in the next two weeks get with him and do a real uh, do a real interview. It'll probably be on the uh, South Congress podcast feed. But his book gets into the history of it's, – it's basically the first book is – issue one is T'Chaka and Niyami, his first wife. The child's mom, because Ramonda, Angela Bassett, isn't his mom. That's his stepmom. That's Shuri's mom. Right. But Nayami was his mom, Smarty Yam, which is the cutest nickname I've ever read. Like That's just so good. So she was basically the Shuri of her time. Came up with all these applications to use the vibranium. Okay, so let me read you the question why I, why I called you. So Jay he asks, um, I'm not so versed in the Black Panther. The movie was great, but I'm confused as to why Wakanda kept their technology to themselves. Was there ever an actual reason, or them just protecting their natural resource? This wasn't really explained in the movie. And then he says Michael B. Jordan was one of the better Marvel villains. Um, you understood why he hated the royal family. So as far as uh, uh, Wakanda coming together, uh, you know, talked about how they were formed. They explained that in the movie. It landed on shared land, and all those tribes came together and formed Wakanda. But when did they go, ah, you know what? We got to keep this shit secret. Well, they did it, and I like the way they did it, and I was actually talking to a coworker about that a couple of days ago. I like the way they showed it because – one, I love the fact that when you watch it, oh wait, is this like spoilers? Like, are we cool with that? Like, oh, I, I wanna... told them people last week that if they listen to this, and they're lucky because we haven't talked about Black Panther yet all show. So we're two hours in, and <laughs> this is the first time we're talking about Black Panther in any sub, uh, uh, substantial way. So spoil the fuck away. Spoiler alert, okay. motherfucker. You should have seen that shit by now. <laughs> yep, hundred million dollars. If you ain't seen it by now, it's on you. Yeah, it's on you. So, <laughs> so when they do, like, I really appreciate it because in most movies, when they do a history of something, they're going to use real people, and the fact that they use like the vibranium dust, one, it reminded me of dust, animation. So that was already yeah, it was cool. great. And two, it showed you in a very uh, antiseptic way why they stayed. Out and the reason I asked about the spoilers is when you see it the first time, your assumption is it's T'Challa and T'Chaka, but it's actually Killmonger and his dad. Where he's like, "Tell me about home." And he explains during that the reason they stayed away is because of colonialism. They didn't do it because they thought they'd be so technologically advanced. They saw what was going on in the rest of Africa, and because it was. They were isolated by the jungle that really made the baby. They literally are in the property. Where they're portrayed, they're like where the Congo is. Right. So, so you could right get there. smack in the center of the continent. Right. So most people couldn't get there because they were already so easily getting access with the coast to the east, west, south, and northern African for slavery. So Wakanda was basically an island unto itself in the middle of the continent. And then when they got the technological advances, they decided to remain isolated for their own protection. And, you know, in the movie, they they made it a lot more like the reserves are there. But in the comics, they had already mined it, and they kept it in, like, the Royal Reserve and would dole it out as they needed things for technology. 
So like when yeah, they had been had mining it for 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 centuries. Yeah, eons probably. But what I took from that, like the way the shots of the actual like underground, like mm-hmm. there's still there's probably yeah there probably is a store a storage of refined, ready to go, liquefied, whatever in various ways that they need. I mean, they built their city, obviously using crazy vibranium in in various forms. So they have, but there's just, it's so much, it's almost unending. It's just, you know, like the ground under all built on, you know, this giant vein of, of vibranium. So it's been being mined for centuries, eons, and so yes, they have. So what is not already a part of a building, the streets, the infrastructure itself at large, or the technology itself, itself the the military, uh, all that has vibranium. So the stuff that's just left over is probably, or not left over, but it's just in the stock somewhere, in a warehouse, or in, you know, somewhere safe. Right. So yeah, like in the comics. They've mined it completely out. So Doom War, the biggest part of Doom War was letting the ton of That's right, because they took the all War. of it. He took all oh, of it. Oh, no. And Doom made he made it, it, they made it all inert. Oh, yeah, so the in saving the day, they had to, like, kill their cash cow. They had to basically do away with yep. their number one resource. But they couldn't have fucking have it in. Right. And that became like the, and because of that, you know, they had civil war, famine, you know, uh, Namor went through and flooded Wakanda, nearly destroyed it. And so then with all that, you have civil war, you have all the issues of now they're saying Shuri or because Shuri was the regent at the time. So they're like, Shuri can't run Wakanda. Uh, Obviously T'Challa is now seen as inferior leader. And it just led to wildness. And then the Dora Milaje had the insurrection with the uh, lovers who ran their little uh, shadow government. So they're just in a hot mess right now. And now that I got used to calling them the Dora Milaje, now you want to revert mm-hmm. me back and call it the damn Dora Milaje. But I think it's Dora Milaje. No, it is Dora Milaje. I, have, I forget yeah. about the little accent on the Gotta, gotta, yeah. I gotta put respect. If it was romance language, it probably would be Malaysia. But it's an African dialect, so you gotta hit that. Yeah. Yeah, Unless you are. uh, Bitch ass motherfucker. Unless you're uh, Forrest Whitaker. Oh, he don't give a fuck about pronouncing nothing. Nope. Come on. You're like, no, like, I'm, ori- I'm, ori- I'm an original. <laughs> yeah, like, the, that, like that night for him was the worst night in Killmonger's life because I was thinking about it. I was talking to my coworkers about it because I was like, yeah, well, he, he showed up, they walk up to that pool and was like, hey, Uncle James. I was like, yeah, that's his Uncle James. So like one night, lost your dad, lost your uncle, and you just in the street. Oh, right, because he left. Well, he wasn't his uncle. He was his dad's he friend and James. confidant. He didn't know. But, but he called him Uncle James because that's all he had because you didn't see the mom. It was just him and his dad. And no, so no, no, I'm saying Killmonger had, but as a kid, he didn't, he, the dad didn't present 
Remember, he was he was uh but he yeah, was but his dad called him Uncle James. He was saying he was like he's an American brother. Remember? That's what the betrayal was for him. Because he was like, I looked at you like a brother more than my brother who is king. And you were spying. Wait, on wait, me. wait. Okay, I'm confused. So yeah. Forrest, young Forrest Whitaker's character. Yeah. He was best friend, and he helped him raise the kids. So that's why he called him Uncle James. Oh, uh, okay, he okay, was okay. right hand guy. So that's right. why I was saying, like, that night, you lost your uncle, you lost your dad, and you just got blood everywhere in your house. Yeah. yeah, I was so pissed off that they didn't try to do anything. They just, like, how are you? Number one, you you didn't even have to kill him. Like, if you got on him nope. that quick with the claws to the chest, you could have dis- disarmed him and, and hit, hit him with some vibranium cuffs and took him in. You could have crippled the- him. Just, just stab him in the hand that had the gun. It was so unnecessary. And then on top of but that. But the betrayal, I think he just was so. Like, I he, get it. You know, he, he did it to but his then own on brother. Top of it, he just part. straight left him there. He just left the body yeah. with panther claws. Like, what did the local police, how did they, how did they, what was the coroner's report? 92? Blunt floor trauma. No, no, no. What was in the coroner's report as far as, like, well, five puncture wounds, two to the lungs, one to yeah. the heart. Like, what the fuck? When you're trying to figure out what did this? It, it's just absurd. And I guess when you were just like, hey, nobody knows who we are. We travel in invisible fucking airplanes. <laughs> you and know, to be honest, you know. though, Travis, this is like, this is South Central L.A. They probably just said, dude died. Move on to the next Dude game. died. Especially that during the 1990 That's what they put on the yep. official Corners report. <laughs> it's like, this was like two weeks before the, for, before the L.A. riots. They was like, that motherfucker's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Know. We ain't got to worry about that. I'm going to eat that sandwich on his body, trying to get through the night. Right. I'm just a creepy coroner that that's, the death is a part, you know. <laughs> I follow this one coroner lady, Miss Angeli, Angeli, I forget. But, yeah, she posts a lot of, like, she's like, oh, 20, uh, 20s, motorcycle accident, and I'll she like, a mangled forearm. Like, good Lord. Good. So... All right, Jay, appreciate that uh, that email. hope that gave you some insight. Um, I, I'd like to know, like, so, you know, like, what was the, what was the, when they had the technology, like, what was that council meeting like? Like, look, we want to build this, uh, we want to build this hologram that literally and physically shields us from the outside world, at least visually. And I assume physically too. Like if you don't, like if you don't know how, where to fly in, will you? Will you? Like, is it like the? Uh, is it like the dome that the shield had? That the shield that Carol Danvers and um, and and Maria Hill and the shield built? Like the Chitari just kept just crashing into the shield. It's nonstop. Yeah, just boom, boom, like. boom, boom, boom. I think if you don't have, like, the the security codes or whatever to get in, like, even the way they were flying, like, when I had to double-take when she was like, I made it American style, was like, she sure enough was flying cross-legged, just using her hands and her thoughts or whatever. 
Well, she made what's his faces so he could fly the airplane. That's not me. Yeah, right. But when they were flying, when they first came into Wakanda, she's just cross-legged with her arms in the air. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She was. I was like, is Okoye just? Is she flying or is she meditating? And it's like both. Because that's the Wakanda way, you motherfucker. Like, oh my god! Yep. She was just straight. Oh, do not <laughs> navigate the damn airship. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But that's, I, I think that's... what they did as a group was they had the technology. They figured out, like uh, his first wife figured that stuff out, and then you can see sure that was like the seventies. Like, the way they presented that in Rise of the Black Panther, mm-hmm. or not even the 70s, because Nayami, and when they first meet, she's like, look, we're going to eventually be going to space, just like the Americans and the Russians are going to be soon. But we'll have invisible ships that won't be detected by them. So, And we'll, we don't need to brag about was, being in space, because we can do it. Like with the Russians so, and the Americans in the 70s and 50s and 60s, it was all to prove, like, not only can we get to space, but where our ICBMs can get to you. With Wakanda, yeah. they're like, we can get to the exit of the universe. We don't care. We don't need you to know we can do this. Right. So I'm, I'm just thinking, like, so that was like, okay, so if that was the 60s, like, what did they do? <laughs> what were they doing before the 60s? Like, as far as, like, keeping themselves isolated, was it just before the technology realized itself where they could just put up a physical dome of of a holographic image that just shows regular bullshit planes, and it's really under, not airplanes, uh, planes like jungle planes, you know, for, so it's just planes and animals and just normal forestry and stuff. But underneath it, if you penetrate, that's just a computer image. You penetrate through, it's a bus. It's fucking Asgard in Africa, basically. I, the way I looked at it was, like, in the 70s, it was still jungle, and they had some cities, and they had those technologies that it kind of jumped ahead with. But then once they got the cloaking technology, they were able to build at an exponential rate because they didn't have to worry about for every, like, Popping up on somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Or somebody's just flying over like, what the hell? Right. And so that was the thing. Like, Wakanda had that jungle coverage, so they couldn't get rid of that ever, or at least the denseness, until they had that locked down. Right, right. Yeah, and because of the timing, like the original book was made in the 60s, you know, so it's just, because even back then, timing, they came like up they with do. stuff like cell phones. They were doing like do. like the technology they were doing with Black Panther was like out there. Yeah. No, I just mean as far as the timeline goes, because it's like, well, they have to update it because it's 2018 now, or right. was, that was supposed to be after uh, Civil War, so 2015 or six, whatever. But it's now, so they have to make this the story fit. Right. You know, so and then and then you know the books don't necessarily have like the rise of the Black Panther doesn't necessarily have to fit with what they do in uh, in the cinematic universe. So, but again, appreciate that uh, email, Jay. Um, I'm going to assume this is from Sean. This is uh, 
I'm assuming this is non-VIP because he didn't specify. So make sure you do somewhere in the subject line or in the body of the email itself, whether you're VIP or non-VIP, even if you think we should know. And by we, I mean me. Even if you think I should know, just put it anyway. So Sean says, what up? Sean from Chicago. My question is, uh, they seem, oh, I'm sorry, they have to fire Road Dog really soon, right? They have to fire Road Dog really soon, right? He had a Twitter beef with the WWE Universe last year over how bad SmackDown was, and it's twice as bad now. <laughs> um, I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, I think, yes, he should not be still around as the head creative of of SmackDown. Especially considering when it was humming, it was Ryan Ward, and then he came in and basically took over. Right, so it's not like it was go- it was uh, SmackDown was okay, and then he took it and made it like oh SmackDown sucks. No, SmackDown was arguably by a lot for a lot of people was better than Raw, especially initially after that split. Right, and here we are, you know, year and a half later. Now they got just- some dumb rating system, and Daniel Bryan is basically staring at. The- Counting the days down. Yeah. Oh, he DDT'd him. Wow. So, yeah. So, yeah, he's got to go. <laughs> uh, we've got Jordan from Wales. He's VIP. He, he, he put all three of us in the in the in the. You know, what up, Cam, Trav, Rich? So, um. I want to go ahead and save him for VIP just in case. We, You know what? It's not like we're not going to be sure. Even if nobody emails, we're just going to sit there and talk about Black Panther for an hour and a half probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going to talk about Black Panther. We're going to talk about um, how you're doing with the book because I want to read the bells now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm t- like 22 chapters in. It's... Uh, like it's in the it's in the meat of things. Shit's happening. It's you know business picked up for sure. Um, and you know what? Let's let's save it and knock these uh, last few calls out. We've got uh, let's talk to Brian, twenty-seven year pro wrestling torch subscriber, newsletter subscriber, and VIP subscriber. Uh, Brian, what's happening? Hey, tra- <clears throat> sorry about that. Hey, Trav. Uh, hey, Rich. Hopefully, yeah. we both have a real good night. Thanks a lot for having me on. Really quick, uh, having me on quickly. I know I just dialed in not too long ago. Cool. What's up? Hey, I'll um, I'll keep it brief because, uh, and I'll drop an email to the exclusive uh, VIP side. Um, one thing you talked about last week during VIP, which is a, the discussion about if you could do a roundtable, and who would you pick for your roundtable? Uh, yeah. I really like that discussion. Um, so one thing I want to mention to yourselves, and I'll keep this brief for the audience, is that, I, you know, I jump in, like I just said, now I jump in and jump out because I want to hear what you gentlemen talk about. And, you know, I don't want to waste, like, a ton of your time. Um, you know, I guess I could, you know, uh, talk about a lot of different things and keep and keep going on with it. But i just like to, again, I'm a listener, but I also like to ask some ideas as well. But, you know, I guess I could talk longer if I really wanted to. So I just want to mention that part. Um, oh, Brian. As far as um, Black Panther, 
Love the movie. Yeah. I only saw it once this weekend, so I, I'm slipping. I only saw it one time, and I know a lot of people saw it like right. you know, every day, probably two, twice a day over the weekend. Right. Um, but um, the one thing um, I was wondering about when I was, I was watching it is that, you know, these tall buildings, I'm wondering, because, you know, here in, let's say, and I'll generalize a little bit, but here in America, or well, actually around the world, the most reason why they have tall buildings is going to be for, like, businesses or office things or something like that. You know, some of them, I mean, the tallest building in the world, you know, of course they are there to be, you know, spectacles, but also there's some kind of transactions going on there. So I was wondering, and I didn't think about the whole, you know, hey, what happens if I just happen to be, you know, I fly my drone across it, I'm a civilian, <laughs> fly my drone across Wakanda, and it just lands into something or hits something, and I didn't realize that was a building there because of the cloaking thing. But that was the one thing I was wondering about, you know, and, and not to, you know, you can't break down too many things, you know. But I was just wondering when I saw the tall buildings, like, hmm, why do they have all those buildings, those tall buildings there? Um, well, one of the rhinoceros, I mean, the rhinoceros is with the um, with the um, vibranium. Oh, go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. With the, yeah, they were they were great. Um, I don't like you know like a building, like the Empire State Building, right? Like mm-hmm. you know one of the most famous buildings in 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 the country for sh- in the world for sure in the country. Like, not one company does business out of the Empire State Building. Right. Right. There are probably literally 800 companies with offices and office space in the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. That's, why you build, that's why you build skyscrapers, so you can then <laughs> rent out at exorbitant prices to fucking corporations office space. Right. So why and what kind do they need? Buildings like you know any more than three or four feet tall. Well, to me, I took it as they were building it like because they are a technological like hub. In addition to being a traditional African country, they had the people right. who had the choice now. Like Travis is big on like the idea of like a. Uh, we talked about this years ago when I first started with VIP. The idea of a living wage. Like in my mind, Wakanda has a living like a, a a living wage so you don't have to work. So for the people who are teching fine, they can work under Shuri and you can go into those buildings because one of the side effects of having the sound-based vibranium, uh, it's not going to show up on sonar. It's not going to show up on radar. So on top of that, well, I, shield, I, I, go ahead. I'm sorry, Rich. I just, I'm oh, thinking it is. It just gives people room to live. Not even that. It's like because... Wakandan business people need office space, like, <laughs> like, oh, but remember, I, I, Travis, like, like the any other world, why any other society would build uh, skyscrapers? Like, well, because they want to put a lot of a lot of things in one building in a short, you know, one small spot. So build straight up. Like, I don't know why why them being in Wakanda is they don't need. A downtown, like they have a marketplace. They have, I'm sure, like places where they do have their stadiums, and you know, you wouldn't go. Why does Wakanda need a stadium? I don't know. So they can play sports and they have their spectacles and stuff. Like, hey, so Rich, why do they need? Go... Oh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. ahead. Try. Oh, I mean, I guess I was done. Sure. I thought you were. I thought you were just about to stop. I uh, again, I only saw it the one time. I thought that they. They were basically saying it wasn't like a third world country to the outside, but it was like they don't they don't take money from the UN. They they don't do a whole lot of stuff on the world market. That's what my thought was. 
Was I not correct? Oh on no, that? you're right, Brian. You're right, yeah. but remember, because of the uh, war dogs and the spies and their, they would still need the businessmen because they're doing all that stuff through like shell companies around the world. Okay. So, so they, they right, have everybody super, else is just, you know, third world right. poor African country like the rest of them. So right. then why but would like they need w, office buildings? Because they're still doing that business, but they're doing it through like these third-party intermediary companies they've created. It's like Wakanda's like, not like a neighborhood. It's a country. They have business inside their country with each other. I mean, oh, right. it's like, so tribes. weird to, to, to think about. Like, oh, if, you're, man, if you're an bro. architect or if you, like, install paneling, vibranium paneling, like, if, you, or if you're a plumber, I don't fucking know. Business is... <laughs> I, I don't know. This is weird. Maybe it's... Maybe I'm just not getting... I don't know. I, no, this isn't weird. I like this comment because it's, the thing is with Wakanda, they had... Why do they need office on. buildings? Because <laughs> they're like, functioning society. Wow. That's why. <laughs> so, so let me, um, not to belabor this, let's go back to it again. Okay. I thought the way the news reports said that they are basically are close to being a third world country and because they, yeah. they, they don't do anything outside, outside of their country. Obviously they not don't get not in true. Okay. Did you um, let this man get his statement out, Travis? I'm just saying, to the outside world, years. yes. They are a, a third world, world country that has no exports that are worth going in and taking no oil, nothing. But in the country, they're ridiculously technologically and all that and progressive and as, as, we, as we would think of a super advanced society. And... Mm-hmm. Right. So, again, I don't know why, where is it? So they have everything, a normal functioning uh, progressive <laughs> society would have. Like I said, that's what I'm saying. Stadiums and Starbucks and marketplaces and shit, like a normal place, they would have, like, a downtown with buildings and stuff. I, I think, to answer your question, I think they would still have them for businesses, but I don't think it would be big because of vanity or trying to have the best looking. It's big because the utility demands that they need to have stores of X if they're trading or if they have, you know, like it looked like they had transportation almost everywhere built into all their locations. So to me, I took it as just either you had people living there or the businesses needed that space, but it wasn't going to just be, look at this giant phallic symbol we created to prove how awesome we were. Right. Um, so uh, I'll get to wrestling, and um, um, I'll get to wrestling. So, um, by the way, um, I'll get. Oh, I'm sorry, I was going to get to wrestling. So I had a good time over the last couple of nights. So talked about it with Rich last night, and talked about it with Cam the night previous to that, or Monday night, I guess I should say. Is that um, just yesterday, um, while the crowd. Um, while the SmackDown crowd, they were never, they were actually weren't even rude um, both nights. I mentioned this yesterday. I mentioned this yesterday, Trap. I'm sorry, Monday for um, Raw. That um, there were two times when the crowd was saying, well, at least there was audible in my section where they say this was boring during the Cena Seth part of the uh, Gauntlet match, and that was when the middle, beginning middle part when it kind of slowed down. Um, there was some, there was some chance there, but other than that, I mean, I understand that you know there was some uh, pushback with Oscars. 
um, promo in the ring. But there was nobody ever rude to anybody during the entire – you know, they would boo at heels, of course. But there was nobody like, you know, like this sucks or anything like that that was uh, said at least in my section that I was at. With Asuka, I mentioned this on Monday, is that for me, it was hard for me to understand what she was saying. But her, I was sitting on – the car camera was facing me, so I could have, theory, in theory, been on TV. But, and she was facing the hard camera, so I couldn't see her. And then the way the, the audio was, it was really hard for me to understand what she was saying. But once I looked up and I could see her face on the, see her face on this on the screen, um, the, um, the, the All of a sudden the words become a little clearer. It, yeah, it made it a little clearer. So I think yeah. if it was any negative or not, like, you know, not, not any huge pops, it was because of just that, because it was just hard to, really hard for us to understand her. Um, I did mention also the crowd, yeah, was um, not as big as it was Monday. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about that on the um, when I send you an email on the um, VIP side. Um, other than that, so I'm kind of passively watching uh, NXT because I want to watch the match, um, the, um, the last match between Amaz yeah, and Gargano Fresh. So I'm just not paying too much attention yeah, to it right now. <laughs> so other than that, guys, um, I'm going to let you go, and I hope you both have a good night. And let me see. Nothing else to talk about right now. Again, I'll send you an email to the um, VIP side. Hope you both have a real good night. And always, Trav, I appreciate you having me on. Cool, man. Appreciate it. Hey, have Hello. a great one, Brian. Brian from Phoenix. Let's uh, quickly oh, we talk to Brad. All right, we got two more. I think we got Marty on the line and uh, and Darrell, so we'll get to those two guys. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just, uh, <laughs> just I, I don't know if he was trying to make a larger point or if I was or if I was just missing. Oh, no, I think you both were just coming at it from different angles. Like, Brian legitimately was like, why would they need a skyscraper if they're trying why to... Why would they just need it? Like, like, they should just have, like, office parks that are, like, three stories tall at max, <laughs> you know. Right. But and then like, look at Shuri's lab. It's all subterranean. Ah, yes. Yes, it is. I love Brian that. Uh, I, I love the uh, stairwell, the spiral... To get to uh, Shuri's lab and various levels of her lab, like the main spot. It was sort of like uh, the living tree, the life tree from uh, yeah. from Avatar. Good call. Yes. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk to Martin over in Chicago. Uh, Marty, what's happening? What I think that's Martin. Hey, 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 hey. Going on? Uh, well, it's kind of been an interesting day here. We had a bomb threat at my old high school today. Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, I know. Somebody else I know in Virginia had some kind of weird shit like that happen to. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the old saying may you not live in interesting times. Totally. Boring and predictable. Uh, Give me that all, all day, every day. Boring, predictable, and corny. Let's go with that. No, I said what I said. I left it where <laughs> I left it. <laughs> I need laughter in my oh, life. Man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, it was kind of interesting this week. Um, I, I liked how... I kind of liked how they were trying to 
you know, get over the idea of the women in the elimination chamber having alliances and, you know, will those alliances work or won't they work going into the match? So I, I think that's kind of interesting, kind of a, kind of a neat way to, uh, you know, build the match and get people interested in it. Um, personally, I, I was I was listening to you earlier, and you were talking to I forgot who it was, but uh, you were on the phone with him for a while, and he was talking about uh, Maybe the dream match that WWE might have been the dream match that WWE never got was uh, AJ Styles versus uh, Daniel Bryan. Oh uh, no, Bryan versus Brock. Oh, it was Bryan versus Brock. Okay, I personally. I I would have liked to have seen well besides Undertaker Cena when they were both you know I want to talk to you about prime. that. But we'll, we'll yeah, I know, but uh, the, the one the one that I would the match that I would have kind of liked to have seen happen and you know it couldn't have happened because AJ wasn't with the company then but you know AJ versus Undertaker you know the phenom versus the phenomenal one. I mean, yeah, as an Undertaker guy, sure, I'd like to see that because AJ laying down in the middle after the match is over is probably what you're going to see. As an AJ Styles fan, no, I mean, I, I, no, I, I mean, it's not even that. I mean, I am, I, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, obviously an Undertaker fan. You know, I think we both know that. Undertaker's going to sell AJ Styles in any meaningful way. I mean, I mean, Brock did somewhat. I mean, Brock, Brock and oh, AJ did? had a good match. Sure. AJ, yeah, I thought it was a good match. Brock ain't Undertaker. AJ, Undertaker got AJ, a different set of values, and a different set of, you know. I, I mean, I would think that, eight, that Undertaker would have enough respect for AJ and what he can do to, to give him something in that match. Because AJ, there's nothing, there is almost nothing AJ can't do. From watching him in TNA, you know, getting a th- getting at least a three star match out of a slug like uh, like Abyss. You know, to his match to his triple threat match with Joe and Daniels. I mean, the guy can do it all. I, I'm a firm firm believer in AJ Styles. And you know, I'm I, I seeing him catching that. Uh, I thought he was going to catch that phenomenal forearm into a tombstone pile driver like he did the F five. But I think that'd be an awesome match if they were both in their primes. That would be. Especially when Undertaker was getting crazy when he was like in his early 40s and decided he wanted to do topes at 6'10. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, instead of having two, you know, two Triple H men, you know, have, have one from BH <laughs> or, or something like that. I don't know. Um, or, you know but then, Martin, they couldn't say, like, if that happened, then you couldn't say they were the last of the thoroughbreds or whatever crap Triple H. Last of the Smash Mouth. No, that match was good. That match, I like that. Well, I mean, the in-ring in that match wasn't that good, but the story they told was really good. Yeah. It, it was the well, year remember, before the first time he beat him, and then Triple H came up with the... Yeah. Somehow Undertaker was so shamed that he didn't leave the ring on his own feet that oh, he had to have right. a rematch with the I guy he won, won, but I they walked fought, away. They 27 kind of... and 28, and I thought the 27 match was okay, but I think people mm-hmm. gave it way more credit than it deserved. Is I that the one? Yeah, Bruce, I the best match. I, I, I have gotten yeah, more. Yeah, no, no, hell no. How 
film. And then, Martin, like, to me, it was annoying. They walked that, around like, and hit each other with things and had a walking yeah. brawl. We, ugh, I, I didn't like the fact it. that, like, Triple H is, like, bragging, like, you walked away. I was like, punk, uh, you're 0-2 against me. <laughs> it's not just 0-1, you're 0-2. Yeah, exactly. It's like they pretended the WrestleMania 17 match never happened. And and personally, I think that match was in, in, in immensely overrated as well. I I think that might I think that might be one of Undertaker's worst WrestleMania matches. I mean, it was just, come on, was, come on. It, it, it's it, better it, than it, every WrestleMania fun. match between between. Uh, 91 and 99. That match they had no one combined. Yeah. He didn't have one good WrestleMania match in the 90s. Come on. I, I, okay, I guess Jimmy it's better than the snooker. 90s ones, but... It's just but, ridiculous. He didn't start having good matches until he got to... Until he stuck his hands up and said, I got Tim 10-0 and 0 when he beat Flair at 18. Then that all was a sudden, good match. Like, you know, that, that was a good undertaking, undertaking match, definitely. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think, I, I really think that AJ and Undertaker could have, you know, done something. You know, aside from, aside from Cena, that would have been my, my other rematch for Undertaker. But, um, yeah. you know, it, it, in retrospect, you know, it's, it's a damn shame that they, Gave the that they gave away the streak to Brock Lesnar because you know I mean don't get me wrong I don't have anything against Brock but I mean he's won he's lost it's like it's like he's just kind of there and it it seems to me like they're building Braun Strowman into something they are doing such a good job of hiding the guy's limitations and making him seem like a bigger deal than he probably would be. I really, really wish they would have broken the streak with Braun instead of Brock. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I'm, it's easy I'm to a, say that four fan. years later. You know. It, I'm a, yeah, I mean, I'm a fan. I mean, the, the guy can only do so much, but what he does, he does well. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, say he beats Lesnar at, 14, at, at 30, and he's still retired. I mean, and he ret- and, and everything went the same. He's not around to make to lose that streak to Braun. Well, that's true. But you know, if, if they had was Braun even on the roster during thirty, I don't remember. I want to say he was because I know Bray Wyatt wrestled at thirty. Uh, Bray wrestled Cena at thirty. Yeah, I, I, I know, but but he was part of the Wyatt. Was he part of the Wyatt family back then? As I got my roast beef, <laughs> the, the media perks, boy, I tell you. Yeah, you know that would that would have been my how I would have liked to have seen this happen. You know, the uh, streak goes to to Braun and builds him up into something new. But you know, um, like I guess uh, it is what it is. Um. What else? What else is there? Wrestling. Um, man, I mean, they, that was, uh, you know, I, I like the, uh, 
the stuff that they were doing during that gauntlet match with the backstage interviewing and uh, you know I I thought the I thought uh, Rollins and uh, Roman Reigns had a had a decent match going. Roman Reigns yeah. seemed a little a little slow at times. And uh, you know I was listening to the Observer talk about it. And, you know, they were like, "Yeah, this man, this is boring. <laughs> this isn't uh, this isn't that great." And you know, I watched it again, and it's kind of like eh, they might be onto something because it was. There were a lot of wrestles in that match, which, which to be fair, you you know you want to get I mean, you know, Rollins. Match went like an hour and a half. So. Yeah, <laughs> kind of want to give Rollins a break because you know you know, have to go all this distance and everything. Yeah, like that's, you got to be. I mean, thing. hopefully, like you better pace yourself going all that time. Shit, fuck around and yeah. <laughs> get hurt at the end trying to, you know, yeah, those guys know what they're doing. Yeah. So, all right. Anything and, else so we can yeah, get 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 to going? Oh, so it's like that, huh? <laughs> no, no, it is definitely like that. Absolutely. <laughs> Nothing. All right, Mark. Marty from Chicago. Y'all heard me. I gave him his chance to say his last words. <laughs> it had probably been rest in peace. Anyway, so. Darrell from Georgia, last caller. Uh, what's going on, man? What up? What's going on, Travis? I see you doing the long man journey by yourself. Yeah, they, you know, Cam don't want to get nobody heads up. He just, oh, I got to go. Hold on. Pew. Pew. <laughs> Always a professional, that guy. I'll tell you. Yeah, man. It was a good Monday night. Good, good raw that we had this week. Yeah. Um, I don't see. Um, I wanted to ask, how are your feelings about them no longer doing co-branded um, pay-per-views? I, I, it's, it's like initially, like I think we did the poll last last week, and I think my initial reaction, my my uh, uh, thought about reaction is still the same as my initial reaction. I still think it's a bad idea. It's a horrible idea to me. You, um, I asked you a question, you and Rich, a question in, in VIP about how to do the three-hour show because my reason for a- um, asking you guys that because, look, now they have the roster split up, and when the last time you seen Todd Dillinger on, on SmackDown? All right. The way to sell me on split pay-per-views is not to talk up Ty Dillinger. i tell you that. I ain't talking about him, but I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just saying. Like, when the last time you seen him? <laughs> I'm gonna ask you, Mo Rassler. What about Mojo? Yeah, and he was a guy that was getting some momentum. Yeah, so it's like know. you know, they barely want. They want to get the women. I only want to put them out there in six man, right? What they gonna do when they do the co um, co branded one or together on um, branded pay per views? All you are gonna see is the same usual people: Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, just the same people, and nobody else gonna get an opportunity. And what's gonna be worse? Be somebody is now AJ Styles is gonna be opening fucking. Pay- He's gonna be the Edge in the Del Rio of 2010, 2011, opening up pay per views with the fucking WWE title on the line. 
Yep. Which is bullshit. And so they fucking get Lesnar and, 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 and Roman in the real main event. And and whatever goodwill you do build up, you're going to undo it because now fans are going to be resentful again because you only because of how they see people and how they want to treat people. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking, man. Just keep it how it is. Keep it different. Then what's the reason of having a uh, draft if you just going if everybody's going to be on the same pay-per-view anyway? Yeah, well, because they'll still be running separate shows. Their TVs week to week are going to be different. So, still need your own exclusive uh, roster. Yeah. You're right, you're right. But still, they barely tell good stories nowadays and... It just, I don't know. I just want to know what y'all thought about it uh, uh, with that. And um, since the pay-per-view is this week, nobody asked you um, your predictions. Um, we talked about the women's one. I think Alexa wins. I think, oh, we, we did. We talked about the chamber. So Alexa wins and Roman wins. Um is the U.S. title on the line, Orton Rude? Or, uh, yeah, Orton Rude. That's, um, that's SmackDown. That's not Raw. It's the uh, IC title, but it's not on the line. So they got Bray Wyatt, I think, and um, Matt Hardy. So... Those are the matches. Not too many matches. I wonder how they're going to pull it off. Is it a three-hour show or four? Say it again. What now? I say it's a three-hour show or four. Four? Oh, wait. Um, well, they said it's every it's after the thing, every pay-per-view is going to be four. But they're already like four hours. I thought they said it was going to be five hours, um, these new um, probably be more together branded shows. It's just crazy, man. Uh, this week, though, can't hate on Raw. I think they messed up SmackDown with the um, Daniel Bryan and um, Shane um, situation. Um, I want to know what you thought about the gender, um, the whole gender them segment. Without um, Bobby Roode, the um, talking segment, and the Oscar promo, then you can put me back on hold and end the show. Yeah. Um, I I actually like the Bobby Roode one. I mean, I'm not I don't like a ton of ton of stuff he does, but I like that interaction he had with Orton and Gender. Um, I even like Gender at the end being the one to come out on top of that little. Bat. That's been happening for the last few weeks between those three. Um, so what? It's Orton versus Rude at the pay per view. Is gender just on the sideline? I assume. Rich. Wait, what? 
I thought you were talking about gender on the sideline. He's just not in the match. It's going to be. No, he's just on the side. He's just in. He's insinuating for now. Yeah, but they might make that a damn triple threat. And that's got to be what two weeks after this next this uh, uh, elimination chamber. It's got to be coming right up because they don't usually, you know, what four or five solid weeks before. WrestleMania. Mm. Hmm. And um, what was the other thing he said? You weren't listening. Um, I wasn't. Because I just pulled in and I'm trying to get everything before I go in the house. All right. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Send us an email, Darrell. <laughs> we'll talk about it there. Because um, I, don't, I don't remember. Well, yeah, I be his excuse to send us another email. So, so yeah. So appreciate you stepping in, uh, Rich. Um, yeah, no problem. Yeah. So, uh, so that'll do it for this this week's show. Uh, you free folks will be back same time, uh, same Blog Talk channel. Uh, tune in next week. Uh, you uh, VIPers, uh, chime in, click over, and Rich and I will be back for another another uh, other portion. Of the East Coast cast, the VIP part, and um, yeah. So, but oh, Rich hung up. So, I'm just going to ask him what time. So, but anyway, yeah. It by the time you hear this, we'll have recorded a VIP portion. So, click over, listen to that, and uh, yeah, we'll get it y'all next time. That was Rich. That was Cam earlier. I'm Trav. We out.